Looky, Justin, hey, it's good to see you guys. Uh, are you guys ready for tonight's recording? Hey, Brendan, you're late. Again, why are you always like this? Even Looky made it on time and she doesn't even go here. What the hell? I've been sitting here for waiting for three hours. I know, I know. But listen, I got a really good reason for being late. So I was spending the last week at summer camp again. Brendan, that's not summer camp, that's prison. Anyway, I was able to get a transfer to the super mega go away camp on the other side of the globe. Super mega? Are you talking about Australia, the former prison island? I don't know about all that, but look who I brought. Hey guys, I'm super happy to be here. The name's Mel. Wait. What? Yeah, we met at the uh, the Mega Go Away camp and really hit it off. She had a lot of really fun things to say about One Piece. Super smart. Yeah, he mentioned you guys had a podcast about it and invited me on. Thanks for having me here, you guys. Wow. Brendan, buddy, uh, I take everything back. From now on, anytime you want to go to summer camp, I'll drop you off myself. Hey, thanks, Justin. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, Brendan, this is a great get. Uh, so, uh, Mel, what are you doing on the um, Super Mega Go Away camp? Uh, nearly beating someone to death over mischaracterizing Sanji. Uh, we're going to get along great. Guys, uh, everything's great. We're fine. I made That's a bit just a... within the bit that I didn't understand the bit. Okay. <laughs> I just hope because one of the things that happens when our editor gets a hold of our all of our audio is that he automatically like cuts out. Well, it automatically cuts all the, the like the no noise itself. Like when he layers them all together or something like that. Mm. We'll have to tell him be like, hey, leave leave a little bit of like a random fucking gap <laughs> in this one spot. <laughs> leave a little bit of a gap. Really let this one sink in. <laughs> Remember that time I tried to explain uh, something about Fishman Karate when we met Jinbei and Discord just said no. Like specifically anytime yes, I said I the word Jinbei, it was like, yeah, no, you're no. Yeah, yeah, mm -mm. No talk to you. For a second, I thought it was happening right yeah, now, but I think yeah, I was just I thought... stuttering. <laughs> I'm convinced that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's what really happened with Jinbei was you were just stuttering so hard and we all thought it was Discord. No, I'm just kidding. It was definitely Discord. <laughs> that, that was a good bit. We were in like Impel Down at the time or something. And the man was like, it, it was like that scene at the end of that SpongeBob episode where it's like the Krabby Patty secret formula. It, and that just cuts away. It was that. But every single time Justin was trying to explain Fishman Karate, it would just be like, fuck you from Discord. You don't you don't get to explain. Very a specifically, thing. very like specific timing. Like I'm convinced someone was doxing me or something. Like there's no way that happens coincidentally. That was planned, premeditated. I don't know how. Someone was looking after me or something. Okay, but guys, there speaking was definitely, of Jinbei, uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, I just want to say, Mel, your Jinbei video is my favorite from the ones you've made. I love it so much. I actually oh, cry watching you. it. Oh, did you really? I mean... Because he's a character that I, he's one of the characters that I've definitely overlooked the most, I think. And I just felt like I got actually a whole new perspective on him. Well, I, I think that's it. just what happens when you have a new straw hat. You tend to overlook them for a little bit yeah. because they're new. You know what I mean? So you go, oh, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to focus back on my favorite straw hat and then you don't really pay much attention because there's not many scenes with Jinba and all the crew there's so many scenes with Jinba and Luffy but not with like the rest of the straw hats so he tends to yeah. get overlooked because of that 
which is why I wanted to make a video on him. <laughs> so I'm yeah, glad that okay. uh, it, it did its job. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, I think you got a new mic on that video because there was something about the whole like production oh, value of the video that just felt yeah. so amazing. I made and it I crispier. Like, yeah. Mm, I like crispy. <laughs> that crispy sound. The best uh, texture. All right. Well, we are here for another spoiler cast, by the way, uh, all you good people. We have a, a live studio audience with us this afternoon, this evening, this morning, wherever you are in the world. We have literally people from every from all corners at this point. Uh, and we are uh, the One Piece of the Lime crew. Uh, I am joined by the regular Justin, uh, a semi-regular cast person, uh, Lucky, And we have our guest for the evening. Uh, goes by Mel and T on YouTube. We will refer to her as Mel for the foreseeable night. How are you doing, Mel? Hello, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank, thank you for, for joining. Uh, we have, this will now be the second uh, of hopefully more people in the youtube or other space in this community that we've done any collaborations with uh technically good, good Justin, or by the way, fourth for, actually because we got we got that one random one i did with uh oh? brutal mcglini time that's still a funny story how that happened that's true we have Loki. all right Loki like, is a famed he's... proclaimed youtuber all right fantastic work all right that's, that that is kind of funny. Right, that, 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 no. that, that's on me that is on me i i put i put a little too much shade in my voice on that one you're you're absolutely right i mean <laughs> that that mary video is still something that i i watch to this day all the time and so also zoro going to the zoo or whatever the hell that was but uh but melon or melon tea Mel, how are you doing? You can also call how me Melon. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get used to using the right names that we pre that we agreed on before this cast started. I promise. Uh, how'd you get into One Piece and uh, and YouTube and stuff like that? Oh gosh, YouTube was before uh -huh. One Piece. That was a journey in itself. So I used to be, oh God, this is like secret hidden Mel law. I used to be, oh. when I was 13 to 18, into K-pop, right? Because I was a teenager mm -hmm. and I was a teenage uh -huh. girl. Uh, so I originally started editing through, like, first through AMVs, as everyone tends to. And then I started editing just stupid K-pop stuff. Not into it anymore, of course. I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say I grew up, but I grew out of it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. Then I gained a little bit of a following through that, and that's where my base following came from. And then I essentially rebranded my whole channel because I didn't want to do it anymore. And then I started watching anime uh, again when I was, I think, 19, 20 years old. Uh, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and I really, really liked it so much that I thought, man, I just have to talk about this as, as you know, mm -hmm. as what happens. Uh, and then I started... Watching One Piece uh, in 2021, I believe, October 2021, I have the exact exact date because I started a live thread from someone's request. <laughs> and I started uh, One Piece because I was in lockdown due to COVID and I'd given Naruto a try. I didn't like it too much. I'd given Bleach a bit of a try. Wasn't for me. When I say a try, I mean, I watched the first few episodes and I went, eh, not exactly my cup of tea. Um, I'd watched four seasons of Hero Academia and I just couldn't justify continuing to watch it because I realized I just wasn't that interested in it. And I was like, eh. Mm -hmm. And I realized I gave all these shonens a go, except for One Piece, because I watched One Piece when I was baby, you know, four kids dubbed. Nice. And, uh, Same. I realized, well, I may as well give One Piece a shot since I tried these other ones. I was not expecting to like it. I was expecting it to be exactly the same as Bleach, exactly the same as Naruto, exactly the same as Hero Academia. Because uh -huh. what else 
would an outsider think, you know? Mm-hmm. So I watched One Piece in 2021, not expecting to finish it, not even expecting to like it. And I remember specifically meeting Zoro and expecting yeah. him to be the cool boy persona, like, you know, just super serious, super boring type of character, as you tend to sometimes get in a lot of shonen. But yeah. he was so... Can I say the F word? Is that yes. on this yeah. Oh, yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was so <laughs> fucking silly and so stupid yeah. and so goofy. Like, especially in those first few episodes, he still is. I honestly think he's as goofy and as goofy now as he's ever been. But he's so silly. He was just so silly. I was so surprised and shocked. Because I was like, what do you mean the the Zoro bro? You know, because Zoro fanboys are, are famous. <laughs> like everyone knows them. I was like, what do you mean this is Zoro? I had no idea this was going to be Zoro. Luffy ended up not being annoying, ended up being such a treat and such a charm. Usopp ended up not being annoying. Nami didn't end up being girl of the group. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Sanji yeah. wasn't just a pervert because he's a bit pervy, you know, but he wasn't just that. He was so many other things. And I was shocked. I was so shocked watching the first like East Blue saga of One Piece that I just got so into it. And the reason I started talking about One Piece on YouTube is because I couldn't find the content I wanted about it, which talks about the characters and talks about the story to the video essay extent that I really enjoy because I love video essays yeah, and I didn't think I was good at them but uh you know you learn as you grow and uh I started talking about One Piece because I was like I need I need to talk about it I need other people to see One Piece how I'm seeing One Piece right now because mm-hmm. so many people out there have no idea what One Piece like really is like I didn't know what One Piece really was and I'm desperately trying to get other people to understand like this is actually what One Piece is. I promise it's not just your stock standard battle shonen. I promise there's so much more here. And which you're is doing why a phenomenal job essays. at it. You're doing a great <laughs> job showing people Thank what One Piece you. is. Yeah, I mean, probably like what, 15 or somewhere between the ballpark of 10 to 20 character analysis videos later, all of which have made me tear up at one point in <laughs> time or another. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, that was my uh, my uh, monumental journey towards the, the One Piece. And uh, now here I am. And now somehow I've become a, uh, I guess, somewhat of a name within the One Piece internet sphere, which is strange to think of, but because my journey has been pretty short. But I'm still here and I'm still reading it. I'm really loving it. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm very fortunate that I uh, can now talk about One Piece like this and have people want to listen to me, I suppose. So I think people have been craving people have been craving this content, I think, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. years um, because there is nothing yeah. like it, especially like the queer side of the fandom tends to keep to like Tumblr and Twitter and fan fiction, which is like great and all. But on YouTube, I mean, as you know, uh, it's like very, very male dominated and like a specific oh, type is. of video, <laughs> a specific type of content Ye- that just like every, yeah. there are like thousands of One Piece YouTubers who kind of, not saying they're bad or like the, their content is bad, it's it's great, but it's kind of the same. Yeah, I, I understand. It's got a similar demographic, yeah. And it's just yes. so shocking because like I've said this, because One Piece is really male dominated in the West, especially like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it feels very male dominated, but you will find fans of all sorts, you know, in, in the West as well for One Piece. But I've said this before, when you go to Japan and you see One Piece fans and One Piece events, the just the amount of, you know, One Piece fans there, it's just so inclusive, like it's families and it's children 
and it's you know oh. older women there's especially so many women who are like in their 50s to 60s especially who are such major one piece fans in japan i went That'd to see amazing. one piece wow. on ice and i kid you not majority of the audience for one piece on ice were like 60 50 to 60 year old women and i know they weren't just there <laughs> for the ice skaters because i went to a bar afterwards to have a drink with my friend and a lot of those women were there, elder women were there, and I could hear them talking about, oh, Zoro, Sanji, Luffy, whoa, Usopp was great in this. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so refreshing. They're so into it. Exactly. I, because One awesome. Piece is like, you know, uh, just a, uh, an iconic, like, home brand series in Japan. So, of course, everyone, it just has fans of every variety over there. And we have that in the West. It just doesn't feel like that because of how dominated the spaces have become online in terms of like, you know, the the male fan base. So, I don't know. I, I'm i just happy to see that there's such a variety of One Piece fans out there and I'm happy to try and bring more people in and have them come out, you know, and proudly proclaim I'm a One Piece fan as well, <laughs> even though yeah, I'm not uh-huh, a man. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, it's been, I think it's, it's been a, yeah. a little hard, but it's gotten better in the West, I think, at least in the States uh, as of late. Like from California, we have a lot more like brand uh, things going on with like the One Piece property, which would be unheard of probably mm-hmm. even five years ago. Uh, whatever happened back with like the LA Rams or something like that, where they were like, Dude, hey, that you guys check crazy. out the... I saw that, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Can you Meanwhile... imagine being in a basketball game and Luffy's face just pops up on the big screen? I'd be like, what the fuck? Who is that and what is going on? Is he going <laughs> to kill me? Why has he been pissed <laughs> up on the screen? <laughs> I appreciate I'm just the perspective. Saying, I want to live in a world where that's like a regular thing. Luffy's smile can be scary, though. Like, he, he looks crazy, which is great, but he looks insane <laughs> Man, sometimes. I don't know. No, I think his eyes look like serial killer eyes. When you put his eyes on any other person's face that's what's scary his smile's great yeah it's the eyes man it's the eyes. they look like they will consume you Sabo's <laughs> eyes are base, the worst they're the scariest for sure and <laughs> the fan base in uh, australia as well they're just so they're so wonderful because again the online sphere can be a bit can be a bit uh what's the word it can feel like narrow sometimes do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yes but when i mm-hmm. went to conventions and anime conventions and it was just filled with one piece fans like Australia loves One Piece to the point we have like a One Piece cafe in the main city wow. in Melbourne that every time I go into the city, I see a Sanji statue because it's right next to the train station in the, the city and they have like the One Piece Plus burger is what it's called, the One Piece Plus cafe. And they have just One Piece themed everything in there. And I didn't realize how big it was specifically in Australia because you can find One Piece stuff nearly anywhere in like any, no, not anywhere, but you can find it in a lot of different places. And my American friends were telling me it's hard to find One Piece figurines and it's hard to find a lot of One Piece merchandise yeah. in physical stores in America. And that just shocked me because I can find it in so many places in Australia that I didn't I didn't realize One Piece was so big in Australia specifically compared to, uh, I guess, America. So there are so many One Piece fans at anime conventions here and there's such a wide variety of people and they're all so lovely from, you know, women to men to fellow queer folks that I love talking to. So it's just so lovely seeing just, you know, how big, I guess, this fan base is and how different, all the different people that are in it and who loves talking about it. So yeah. I, I love the favorite part about this series. I, I've never felt like any, I mean, forget anime in general or shonen, just any fictional property I've never felt like has had the flexibility and creativity to include so many different people. 
was one of the biggest reasons I'm so gravitated towards this franchise and these fucking dumbass characters that make me laugh and smile every single time I watch them do dumb shit. Exactly. And when you talk to different fans about One Piece, my favorite thing, and you ask, you know, your favorite character, a lot of the time, like if you say outside of the Straw Hats, you know, a lot of the time you just get such vastly different answers. Like I've got friends whose favorite characters are like Bartolomeo, Cavendish, uh, Shirohoshi. Like, so many people have, like, just everyone's got a different favorite character, and that's just crazy to me. Like, there's something for everyone in One Piece, which is why I love it so much, because you will find a character you like, no matter who you are. There will be someone in there. You just have to dig and, and find them, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Okay, okay. So I say, um, I appreciate your perspective. I mean, Foxy's one of my favorites. I'm just saying, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Justin, right I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Shut up. Let me talk for <laughs> half a second. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, sorry for that, Overage. Uh, I wanted to say I appreciate your perspective because, uh, you know, I'm a Westerner, never been, I've never left like my time zone, let alone the other half of the world. And I the, I did not know that, like, I, I am aware that Japan has a big cultural connection with One Piece, similar to, maybe not similar, but like the only comparable thing I could think of like here in America would be like the way we all tether toward like comic book heroes. Like uh, Marvel is now the big thing, but I think previously it would be something like Superman. Like Superman is seen as the American character, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And now One Piece has essentially become that property for Japan. And I had no idea that the age range is so far and wide. Like I would... Yeah, I would never imagine people like my mother or older's age would like ever enjoy yeah. the property or even give it a time of day. I still think it's crazy exactly, that like they yeah. have statues and all over Japan. Mel, yeah, this, can I just ask you? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say the sweetest thing I, I saw while over there, because like they love Uta. They love Uta over there so, so, so much. Uh, mm. And I love Uta, so I was so happy to see that. But the sweetest thing I'd see, and like it made me feel weirdly emotional. There were so many little girls, so many that like were holding Uta plushies or even dressed as Uta. I wasn't even at events or conventions. I was just walking around Tokyo. There were little girls dressed as Uta because they love her so much. And it was just so heartwarming to see these little girls Mm. loving like a character like Uta because I think she's a fantastic character. And I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. (laughs) So yeah, I love Uta. I think it warmed my heart. That decision to make her the main villain or, or you know the main exactly. character of that movie it Genius. was so good i hope they keep I, I hope they understand that the success of this movie was due oh, to they it, have oh yeah being a musical and also being like you know uh yeah having a uh, this character like because they're they they did announce another one right the next uh, project. they're announcing another one yeah film red was so popular that i believe it was in that year japan's number one box office movie in that year that's wow. never happened yeah, with a One Piece insane. movie before, from what I know. And it's so popular that they made a re-release in theaters in October because people wanted to see it again <laughs> in the theaters. It beat wow. out uh, box office, like Hollywood uh, movies in Japan specifically for Japan's box yeah. office. That's I, that's never happened with a One Piece film before. It was even so screened in Sweden, it. for God's sake. Like, I don't think yeah. we've had a One Piece movie here. I saw One Piece fans for the first time in the wild when I went to yeah. Film Red. <laughs> I went to the opening night for Film Red in Australia. It was one of the best experiences I ever, 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 ever had because the fan, like the crowd was just going wild with anyone that came on screen. And I'll never forget, Law used his room power, but we don't see him, but he uses the power first. I'll never forget the collective gasp in the audience when he used that power because we all knew <laughs> and we thought, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, here he comes. 
Laura appeared. Everyone screamed. Beppo appeared behind him. Everyone screamed louder yeah. for Beppo and went, yeah, Beppo. It was such a good night. And I can't wait I for the second I gotta start watching movie. One Piece in Australia. My theater was not this hype for that movie, man. I, <laughs> I think I was in a theater of like 10 other people. To be fair, Do you want it something was funny. opening night. Something funny about that, how people reacted. Uh, Sanji got the most laughs from the Swedish crowd. And I was so surprised because I didn't think that, you know, his jokes would kind of, you know, work over here. <laughs> um, well, there weren't many... were so delighted to see Sanji and that made Yeah, really there weren't many strange Sanji jokes in Film Red. Film Red was no. a very, I'd say, tame Sanji movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I would agree. It, very it did sweet. not have, uh, it was, it was very the cute. Z energy. Yes. The biggest laugh that came from my theater was when Luffy and Bartolomeo rolled down that hill and Luffy was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and when Sanji, when Zoro jumped on Sanji's shoulder to use him as a boost. And I remember the crowd just losing their, their fucking minds over that one. It was a good oh, night. Yeah. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we had Zoro fans in the crowd and I, I am pleased by this. There were, there were every fan in the crowd. No matter, like, the straw hats popped up one by one. Everyone was cheering. Chopper popped up and everyone went, Chopper! <laughs> it was really amazing. <laughs> Although I will say, as a Usopp fan, I was eating good until uh, my least favorite deadbeat dad came up on screen oh, and what? had a non-zero amount of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the scene with Usopp with his dad. I thought that oh, was I such thought you were a joy. About Shanks, I'm sorry. Uh, no, my actual least favorite deadbeat dad. The one, the, the <laughs> Shanks, Shanks is just the captain, but oh, Shanks captain is the of face of the, the brand. But Yasop, he's the yeah. He's the top that's also he's something the I'll never ever ever forget because there were so many Shanks fanboys, right? Men love Shanks. They just love him. I don't understand uh, Shanks. I'm so sorry. And, uh, uh, I don't understand him either. But <laughs> Shanks like appeared, right? Because he stopped the knife. And That's his everyone, thing. He appears. He appears. He everyone just appears gasped. and does things. But what happened is it cuts to Shanks, but you don't see his face first. You see his like his tits first. His whole large <laughs> chest on the screen. Every single man in the audience, the second it cut to his tits, scream their heads off. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that. Because all I'm getting is Shanks's, you know, tits Big in my face. Bosses. And all the men around me are just screaming. And I was like, what the? <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. That's awesome. I'm amazing. glad that there are, there's a theater full of men specifically who could just gather around and appreciate some big fat boobies from men. They truly did. I just some big fat man tit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, all right, well we're 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 a little derailed. We're a little derailed. Justin, did you have a particular note? No, I just want to move on to the the next thing here. Quick question. Um, so I'm relatively recent, or excuse me, new to like your content in general, and more or less like yes. following your journey online and stuff like that. The only other collaboration I know you've done was an episode with the One Piece podcast I listened to a long time ago. Uh, it was good from what I remember. I, I wish I could remember any other specific details, but um, have you done anything else wow. or do you want to speak on that experience? I'm just curious. Uh, the One Piece podcast was scary for me because that was the first collaboration I was doing and I was uh-huh. I was trying to be very, <laughs> I'd say formal because I was like, oh God, I don't know how this works because you know, the One Piece podcast is known. So if I make myself look like an asshole on <laughs> this <laughs> podcast, it wouldn't look very good. But the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people working on One Piece podcast, they're great. They were very, very kind and very nice and uh, let me calm down a lot. And I made a, a good friend through it as well. Uh, so it's it was a really good experience. And uh, I'm really always happy to do the One Piece podcast. I've been a bit busy 
a bit busy these days and I do try and branch out to do more things within the One Piece community. I'm just a bit shy <laughs> to do things outside of my my own channel and my own like bubble. Even when I stream on Twitch and I do my manga readings, I feel not pressured, but there's just so many people like I never feel uh-huh. felt like I'd ever have so many people's eyes on me, especially doing a live reading of like a manga chapter and I go, oh my God, what if I say something wrong? Um, so I'm just still in that stage of trying to be more comfortable to do more things and talk to more One Piece people in the One Piece community. So that's why I'm like happy to do this because I'm happy to do more One Piece things and I'm trying to do more One Piece things anyway. Well, thank you for once again, your time and uh, effort for being here. Really appreciate it. And the feeling is kind of mutual. Uh, for me personally, it's, you know, we have our little niche corner in the one piece fear i think uh but we're very much on the outskirts and i don't necessarily want us to be like you know the the face of one piece content creation right uh i I couldn't handle that pressure personally or all of that you know all the things that come with that kind of responsibility and notoriety whatever um Mm -hmm. but i do want to like feel like i'm connected with the community i think our community here in this discord server in our podcast is great phenomenal Mm -hmm. and i just want more people to like I guess see you know peek inside the window and be like, hey, they're like they're doing cool stuff in there. They're watching movie mites. They're they're playing Gardic phone. They're doing X Y Z thing. Mm. That's all I really want. So far, everyone looks uh, looks lovely in here. I'm seeing everyone behaving <laughs> to the best of abilities <laughs> in the chat. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, other other than at least one of them gargling an entire gallon of milk. I mean, I think everyone's <laughs> doing great in here. No, but yeah, we have a uh, we, we've had a lot of fun with this cast over the years. And I I personally, when we started this hobby or whatever, in my mind, I'm just like, I don't know. I just want to talk about my favorite series, like into into the void. I don't really care who listens. But now that we have like a very small but mighty following, it's been very rewarding week to week to have everyone like react to our our takes and our thoughts Mm. and sometimes our outrage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. The outrage is the best. I love following, you know, the outrage on Twitter. I I thrive off of drama. So I love the. Yes. This is bad. This is really bad. But I read the spoilers, right? I read all of the the hints (gasps) for the hints. Yeah, yes. sorry. I hate I hate that I do this, but I love the community. My favorite part of the One Piece fandom is just studying the fandom behavior and just like <laughs> how people react. The thing is with the leaks and spoilers is that every single chapter, Sanji is at the center of attention. Like it doesn't matter if he's in the chapter or if something is like related to him or anything. He's always. I have noticed always. that. I. I didn't used to, like, I don't read the spoilers anymore. I didn't, like, realize they were, like, spoilers back when I was first reading the manga. <laughs> but like, I did oh, notice, <laughs> even when Sanji wasn't in the chapter, for some reason he was always mentioned. He would always trend with the chapter. Yes. And I was like, what is going on? He's not even in this chapter. He's just and I don't guy. know why that's the case. He's the it girl. Like, He's I was like, what girl. is going on? <laughs> and I'm not saying this with Sanji goggles. I just noticed it. And I was like, I don't know why everyone's mentioning Sanji. He's not even in the chapter. But no, you reminded I, I, me, yeah. my favorite ongoing fandom experience ever <laughs> was definitely ZKK. That was oh the my funniest. God. I yeah. love this so much. I, I genuinely say this with like a lot of love. I yes. do not have any disdain for Zoro fans, especially not Zoro Bros. I love Zoro, right? So I understand wanting to root for your favorite character. But. Uh-huh. Having that, oh yeah, he he will kill, he will do this, he will do that. Every single week without oh fail. Oh my god. Like, and I'll never forget that, because Zoro was, you know, passed out, essentially dead. <laughs> he literally seen, sorry for the spoilers, he'd literally seen, you know, the Grim Reaper 
Yeah. But these guys were still going, he's going to get back up. He's going to get back up. And I was like, I want someone to believe in me as much as these guys believe in Zoro. Because it was kind of like, I think it was like, it was just like, this is what love is to me. No matter yeah. what, believe this in him. Love. I thought it was amazing. And I was like, these guys, they were getting angry. But it's like, I'm not saying this from a place of hate. I'm saying this isn't, this was the most amazing event I've ever seen. <laughs> In terms of Zoro fans just loving him and being so desperate for him to to want to have his big moment that they 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 really are believing he's going to get up. Like it wasn't a question of if for them it was a question of when. And I was like, holy shit, this is just amazing. That was definitely my favorite fandom experience so far because I just love seeing the updates every week. The chapter would not not be looking good, but the Zoro <laughs> fans were standing their ground. They were not having it. <laughs> That was beautiful. Hey, uh, hey Justin, how, how do you how are you feeling over there, big guy? Uh, uh, do, you, do you see yourself in any of this picture? Or? As the Resident Zero fanboy, I will say uh, ZKK is alive and well. Don't don't be fooled by it's the alive propaganda. And well. I was just gonna say, is this is this Kaido's alive? Not dead yet. He's not Kaido. Dead yet. Kaido is is he alive? I did hear. I don't know. We have I no idea. I did hear a lot of jokes. Well, briefly, when Kizaru uh, spoilers for current current stuff, by the way, uh, in in the manga when Kizaru is being brought back in. One schmuck in the back was saying, "Like, guys, what if we were wrong about ZK or ZKK? What if, what if the K was a different K, and it was Kizaru all along?" <laughs> hold on, switching hold on, of the hold K's. On. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. not opposed to this. <laughs> there... However, I am I'm glad you're not opposed people... to it. And I'm not doing this for you <laughs> right now. People seem to want Sanji and Kizaru because of apparently that will be a good fight. I don't care. I want Sanji and Kizaru because I want Kizaru to have his like change of heart. And Sanji is a character who like he doesn't have a relationship with Kizaru, but I would just love him to be there, you know, for his his inevitable or I think <laughs> it is inevitable, his change of heart. Mm, you... I want Sanji and Kizaru to fight because I want to see Sanji get beaten up and be bloody <laughs> on the floor. Same. And then get back and up. Oda, right? okay, Oda loves that imagery, so I'm sure we'll get it at some point. Sure again. You're, you're starting to sound, loves that imagery. <laughs> loves starting to sound a lot like our editor, who at one point in time had no, this, Brendan, no. I kid you not, this quote, no. I think the series would be better if Sanji died from Eneru back in Skypea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and I God. was like, what? <laughs> Why? What makes the series better? And he's like, I don't know. I just think it would be a lot better. It would no, have what more should have happened is he like should have died, but then it should have been a fake out death. And he comes back in the next arc. And he's like, I'm fine. Hell, is that you? Nothing happened. I mean, Nothing happened. I would also be fine for that. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> He just he just leaves for the rest of the arc. That's his nothing happened moment. He shows up in you know he doesn't even show up in the next mainline arc. He just shows up in the anime at G eight and then fucking leaves again because it was a filler or something like that. He's like, hi guys, yeah, it's he's me. Like I'm around. back. And then I but he's not he's not there permanently anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he just oh. a cameo every now and then. It's just like you see a blonde yeah, little yeah, exactly. a, a little round head somewhere in the crowd. He'll become he's the like new Panda, Panda Man. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he became he becomes the new Panda Man for the rest of the series. Oh my fucking god. All right. Uh but moving into uh some other highlights for the we we have a, a schedule. We don't have to keep to it. But uh one note that we did have, uh Mel, what is your favorite episode of One Piece? Do you have one? Yes. Or are you just more like I do, I do. Are you indeed. just more like people oriented? Give, please just give it to us. Um so the One Piece anime recently has been hitting extreme highs. Uh, I said it in my yeah. previous video. The production has become just so insane. 
and has mm-hmm. become a, a major collaboration like on a global scale. It's not just in Japan anymore. They've gotten different people from everywhere now making episodes and directing episodes. My favorite episode is uh, episode 1061, which is Sanji's fight with Queen because they blew that hey. out of the water. Uh, I The way yeah. they took that original chapter and that original story and added those extra scenes that included uh, the Iron Helmet and his family, his blood family, and even having scenes of Zeph and being on the rock where he starved and everything, including him running mm-hmm. towards the crew as he finds a new freedom and, and life and love while beating Queen. And that's how he's like opening himself up and all that. That was just a phenomenal adaptation from the manga, in my opinion. Whoever made that episode yeah. loved Sanji. They just <laughs> loved him. And you can really, really feel it because it felt like it felt like a fan-made episode yeah. for, for what it was. I just couldn't believe it. So that, I think I've it seen sticks fan out art to of me. that. I've seen yeah. so much fan art of Sanji in his helmet as an adult, and I never yeah. thought the anime would go there. I was like, I uh. was shocked. It, yeah, it was just, it, it was everything that I could have possibly wanted from Sanji's awakenings, I suppose, and, and mm-hmm. Sanji's, I guess, traumatic past and everything and his fears and anxieties. It was amazing. So, However, yeah, that's definitely my favorite episode. C- couldn't agree more. Uh, I, would, I think I speak for all of the level-headed people in the community. When people get upset about filler in this show, I don't think anyone minds fluff and filler, but use some of that fluff and filler and a lot of the character, if not traumas, just like backgrounds to drive home a little bit extra emotion out of your audience. And I gotta say that in that episode it was one of my favorite times watching sanji do anything in the anime for the most part it was not your standard shonen you know beat him up fucking episode like him versus mr two it was Mm -hmm. it was him coming to terms with like a very emotional side of himself that we were still trying to get to the terms of at the end of whole cake yeah crying out loud my opinion on filler and fluff is i would not call any scenes in that filler i don't know this anime community in general has this weird disdain for filler a lot of the time but they don't seem to know when to call something filler or not like the g8 filler that is like i wouldn't even call that a filler because i think there's a difference between calling something an anime original arc or filler because filler to me is a recap episode that's filler And the reason that's filler is because they're trying to save their time on, you know, making new episodes. But the G8 arc, right? They had no reason to have to make that. The manga hadn't been caught up to yet. And uh, they had, you know, plenty enough time to keep making the arcs. They just wanted to make something Mm -hmm, fun mm -hmm. and original. They're allowed to do that. You know, I enjoy watching that kind of stuff, even though it's technically filler because it's not in the manga. It's not something you should skip like you don't have to you're allowed to watch it and enjoy it but when it comes to adapting things from the manga and adding scenes that doesn't feel like filler to me that's just someone having a vision you know and wanting to to make these chapters more same with Zoro's episode when he's fighting king they made that so much more they made gear five so much more these aren't fillers to me these are just 
the process of adaptation and Liberties. wanting exactly and wanting to push these manga chapters to become something really great on screen. And this uh, is why and, One Piece can be a little bit, well, you know, because exactly. they kind that's of remove that vision mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, that's why I don't particularly agree with One Piece to that extent, because I think people should be allowed to, not allowed to, I'm talking like people are forced to watch One Piece, but <laughs> I believe in watch it yourself. And if you get bored through the episode, you're in your right to just skip it. I don't sure. personally agree with one pace being like, no, no, skip all these episodes. Only watch these ones. Skip these parts. Only watch these ones. Because it's like, you're allowed to, you, I think you should make that your own choice for that, you know, if you want to skip it or not. Because some you people know, miss wow. a lot of really good parts, in my opinion, when you do that. I'm so happy hey, uh, to hey, hear editor, you say you're listening this. To this. I hope I hope you're taking notes, editor. If you're listening, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I, I'm so happy to hear you say this because I have skipped many things in One Piece, in particular. <laughs> one thing in particular. One thing in particular. Uh, I skipped Whole Cake Island. Oh, <gasps> oh, that's right. I forgot about this man. He skipped all of Whole Cake. That is for context. That is that's my favorite post time skip it's arc. My and this favorite, motherfucker skipped it. That's my favorite arc. Full stop. You know, guess why? But the gasp, I just gasped right. from that. <laughs> let, let I am the worst. It's not going to make anything animal, words, dude. It's going to gonna have context. So when I started One Piece, it was after I graduated high school. And at this time, Dress Rosa was happening, like, it, in, like, airing week to week. And I was catching up slowly. Eventually, I meet people who, uh, you know, are caught up, but they're, like, in the fandom or whatever. But I have, like, no idea what they're talking about. So I'm trying to catch up, right? Mm. I get to Dress Rosa. I'm honestly not even watching. I'm I'm pressing right on my keyboard just to, like, finish the episode, quote unquote, because I'm a goon. <laughs> and I just want to be where the people God. are. So I do that. Oh, this uh, guy. I'm missing so much context. By the way, Law is one of my favorite characters. And yet I have zero memory of him and Corazon meeting. But no, I- Law, skip the whole arc. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so that happens. And then I watched a little bit of, uh, I think I watched most of Zoe, if not all of it. And then I think I just like got burnt out because I was like just forcing myself to binge and yeah. catch up for no reason at all. So I got burnt out on the series. Savoring. And then I got, I, I, I took a break. And then I was just like not paying attention. I think a large part of it was because uh, Zoro wasn't uh, a part of the story for a hot minute. And then Wano started. And my friend <sighs> at the time, he was like, hey, I got a bunch of anime recommendations. Here's Demon Slayer. Here's this. Here's that. Oh, by the way, Reverie is just starting. And after that's going to be Wano. I think it starts next week. Zoro comes back. I'm like, huh? All right, I'm back in. Oh, Zoro. <laughs> that's right. You're Zoro. <laughs> I heard Zoro's name. I was like, I'm all in. I started the anime. By the way, Wano animation, the cell shading, whatever you want to call it, the style, the, mm. the words I don't have knowledge of. Love it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my journey of, of One Piece. Uh, I can't wait to watch Whole Cake for the first time with the rest of the... <laughs> you are a fucking goon. Oh my goon. god. <laughs> this, what you just said, that, uh, in my opinion, that's... I wouldn't call it a problem, but that's one of the <laughs> biggest, like, issues that. I see within the One Piece community is a lot of people don't take the time to really appreciate the arcs they're reading and what, mm-hmm. like, to digest, you know, these arcs. Because one piece, and they skip things because of that, because they want to be caught up. Because of course you want to be caught up. You want to be, you know, in with everyone. You want to talk about the current events happening in One Piece. You want to be caught up with the manga so you can read it every week with everyone. You want to watch the new episodes, all that kind of stuff. Because that's where the conversation's happening. So I get that. But this skipping of arcs, and it's like, I'm not saying, you know, you're bad for this. Everyone sometimes, not everyone, a lot of people do it. We all make mistakes. (laughs) A lot of people do we it. We all make mistakes. Nobody's like, perfect. Yeah, One Piece is a linear story. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that every single thing you're seeing has a reason and a purpose. That was the 
biggest shock for me for One Piece that everything will come back around. Everything will make sense eventually. So when I see people skipping arcs, I'm like, you're going to miss a whole chunk of understanding because you just skipped a whole base of something that is being set up. You simply All cannot those skip Skypea. C C2 Skypea, yeah, exactly. which is now probably the cornerstone of like all of the end game portions of the series that we're seeing that yeah. thus far. And Skypea is the saddest that, like that's the saddest thing to skip in my opinion because yeah. Skypea was like the arc that made me go this is not a regular anime. This is something mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. special. Because I will never forget Calgata and Nolan's story. I will mm-hmm. never forget ringing that bell. That gave me goosebumps to the point I nearly cried. Because it was just something so phenomenal. And I was like, people skip this? This is such a I beautiful arc. <laughs> I was outraged. I'm going to tell you, on our cast, the our resident new watchers, they did not care for Kagura or Nolan's story. And uh, I was outraged because they both loved Dory and Bragi, but for some reason they couldn't get behind Kagura uh, or uh, 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 Nolan here in their, in their plight. And I'm just like, what do you mean, man? They're like, they're, they're just like bros trying to... Try to like cross the ocean and see each other again, man. How do so you not right. fall in love with it's them right now? It's a generational thing of like, you know, Wipe what's the other guy's oh. name? What's the other guy's name? Wiper he, and Cricket. Yeah, and, and also the other guy, you know, who uh, they meet God, in Jaya. Not Gandalf. Uh, no, the dude who... Uh, who Mamba Be- Cricket? Yeah, Are Cricket. You talking about yeah. Bellamy? Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Cricket. Maybe it's Cricket that I'm talking about. Yes. It's that whole thing too when he smiles and hears the bell. I'm like, I, I yeah, that's, can't. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And he cries as it's well because fantastic. Luffy, yeah. oh, Luffy yelling, it was here the whole time. Fuck! Yeah. Skype is such a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. also, I really love when we're Wiper because about... I loved Wiper's story. Sorry, yes, continue. I'm sorry, but I just need to bring this up because I know, Mel, that you're one of the few people in this fandom who supports and appreciates the one arc that literally everyone skips. And I just, I just, I understand that you can't take that. I'm talking about long wing long pants, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I know that you mentioned this arc in one of your, a few of your videos. Uh, mm. I don't know if you mentioned it multiple times, but uh, this is an arc that I am hoping we'll get the Skypea treatment in certain terms of like people it realizing it's important. Because, because uh, yeah. The, yeah, the game has been mentioned like Kaido on Big Mom, all these big characters and emperors revolve now around the uh, Defi back fight. Like, yes. there's a reason it exists. <laughs> Not only that, do you know, I need to share this with everyone. I I found a theory on YouTube, this clickbait title. It was like, um, I just solved the One Piece and Otis and Mad Men. Of course, I clicked all, it. All and great things sold- start with, I read this clickbait <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> no, and it was Continue. so good. Because basically, I'm just spoiling this video now, the One Piece is located in Longwing Longland, and I don't need it to be there, but I just was so excited to hear a YouTuber mention this arc in a positive light for 30 minutes, and I was like, <laughs> I just thought this was amazing, and it kind of almost made sense. Um, almost. <laughs> every theory makes sense. I believe anything I, I see when it comes to One I Piece, mean- because you can connect anything. You can take any character and be like, hey... Oda maybe referenced this the Spanish version of this name here. 
which means this mm. and that. And that's connected to and like, I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> that makes sense. What, a, what an incredible writer, dude. That's just a testament to like yeah. the creativity and the, <laughs> the natural flow of his narrative. Mm. I swear to God, I, it, it it blows my mind all the time. I mean, as you know, if you've watched my Zora and Sanji wings video, yeah, I will uh-huh, uh-huh. die on the hill that. Zoro and Sanji's dynamic and Wing's dynamic started from Long Ring Long Land. It was so significant for them yeah. specifically to build up that trust and I want to say equality in each other, to trust each other and to uh, have a respect for each other. Because as I say in the video, it's really significant that Zoro reaches out and says, essentially, I need your hand, I need your help. Yeah. And Sanji, of course, says, of course, like, that's what we were waiting for. That's never the verbal acknowledgement. It has never exactly. There's a reason they reanimated this for the special 100. Exactly. Day. It's so important. That's why they, <laughs> yes, they you're like, this we, is their moment. And now we go to Wano where they're fighting king and queen. And as I said in the Zoro and Sanji video, king and queen argue with each other the way Zoro and Sanji argued with each other in the Long Ring Longland mm-hmm. fight. The only difference is king and queen don't reach out to each other. And we see the drastic difference between two wings that don't respect each other and two wings that do. Because Sanji literally yells for Zoro to hurry up and get back up because he acknowledges he needs the help. And Zoro acknowledges he has to give that help. And that's why mm-hmm. that's why they work so well together. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That's good Can we stay on this track for the rest of the thing, please? <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's not, let's not get too carried away. <laughs> so, so the you next, just dove so into uh, a, the death a little pack bit will of, come back. So you dove into a little bit death of character analysis here, back. and we were curious. How did you start? Like, like you said, you're making, you're now making content that you wanted to mm-hmm. see in in the the YouTube space. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if, like, did you go to uni and have like a creative writing degree or anything like that? Like, how, how did we get here for you? Yeah, um, how are you so good at making <laughs> videos that make me cry? Uh, I have I was, to know. <laughs> I was always a fan of literature and English, especially like that was my top subject in high school. I went to university and I did a bachelor of screen production and the screen production screen production bachelor was basically everything to do with screen and movies and media from literature to movies, to TV shows, to gaming, just everything under the sun and uh we taught about you know hollywood bollywood asian media specifically with like uh chinese cinema south korean cinema uh especially of course japanese cinema as well we even talked about fandom spaces and how they work toxic fandom spaces and how they work and everything where can i get this degree Um, in australia (laughs) (laughs) one of my teachers also do you guys know untitled goose game yes yes of one of my yes. teachers made the music for untitled goose game uh, wow. because that was an australian made game and of course he took the uh experimental screen production course i believe um and was basically telling us you know how to break the boundaries with like gaming and all that kind of stuff and how simple can still be good and all that kind of stuff but um i basically just I've always loved uh, specifically just diving into story character because I personally do not think I'm fantastic at writing stories. I think it takes a phenomenal mind to write a story. But what I love doing is looking into why a story works so well. When I watch or read something, I want to know 
why do I like this? Why do I hate this? It's like an itch in my brain. It's like, I can't just watch something and be like, yeah, that was fun. I then have to be like, but what Mm -hmm. was fun about it? What was enjoyable about it? Why did this retain my attention, but this didn't? Which is why One Piece was insane to me because it all kept my attention through all episodes, through all chapters. That is an insane fate to have for so long to keep this up. And that's why I was like... I just have to dig into One Piece. I just have to know what makes it work, to know what makes it tick. And that's just that's just why I guess I can write the way I do. I don't know. It's a combination of interest and the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Like, of course, I wasn't like this when I first For started sure. out. But the more you write, the more you become a better writer. It's the same as anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your writing is really great. I Like, even even your, like, tweets, I've noticed... I just sometimes catch myself. No, for real. No, no, no. It's an art. The art of tweeting is something like to be able to communicate something in that short amount of 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 some uh, you know words. That's I, I'm really impressed. I think it's really you have a really you have a way with words that is amazing. <laughs> you just reminded me. I said it. I made a tweet where because I did not realize Kid had Conqueror's hockey because okay. I don't pay attention to who or who hasn't had hasn't, no. has have Conqueror's hockey and it made me laugh because. Luffy has it, Kid has it, but Lord does not have it. So I <laughs> made a joke and was like, I didn't realize Kid had Conqueror's Hockey, but Lord didn't. I called Lord a bum. And that was just a joke <laughs> because I love Lore. But the amount of people that went, what is she doing? Why is she power scaling now? And I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> You can't mention like, Cox. Swear. You can't do that. I just, oh my God, why? Who made that the acronym? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I called Laura bum and uh, cockless and people took it seriously. <laughs> and I was like, no, this is a joke. <laughs> While you're at it, oh, call him, boy, call him Chip it. Skylark as well, because he apparently looks like Chip Skylark. That's, you know. He does look a little yeah, like Chip Skylark. Put that together I until right now. Oh my I do God. think he looks. You're right. He looks a little like Chip Skylark. <laughs> I'm Holy not going to lie to you. I love All Law. All I'm saying is. Yeah, he does. Look at the, in the chat. That's that's Law right there. And that's why I can't find him attractive. I'm so sorry. I love Law, but I don't <laughs> no, think he's... of him in any way. Are you yeah. telling me Chip Skylark isn't hot to you? It, 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 that he's not hot to me. Yes. I mean, he was when I was like 10. I'm not like that anymore. Bro, look at that goatee. Yeah. That's so crisp and clean. The blue eyes. Lord just like, looks like the guy from uh, Daria to me. That's what I first thought of. They, they resemblance in Uncanny. God, I don't know oh, his name. Wait. Daria, but wait. But they I, look I knew... exactly the same. Maybe I can find a GIF. Yeah, I'm trying to find a GIF. I just heard, oh, oh, is it him? It's this guy. Yeah, it's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's, why is Law in every is, universe? What like, is he's this? Got the same, he's got nearly the same amount of earrings, too. That is yeah. Law. What the hell? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my the law God. Phenomenon. You, guys, you guys together just... <laughs> you we are universally just found what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The, the Law multiverse the with the soul patch and everything. The Lawverse. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's got tattoos on his knuckles that say death. Or in our case, fart. fart. What's our sticker? Yeah, like? the fart sticker. Oh my god, <laughs> I love the fart sticker. Good shit. All right. Well, thank you for answering those questions. We promise that for the duration of the evening, the personal, uh, what's the word when we constantly ask you questions about yourself? The interview portion uh, is concluded. Kind of. The interview portion (laughs) of you and your person has been completed. Now the interview portion where we talk about the anime has begun. Uh, We're on Dressrosa, Mm. 
and we're having a great time. Yes. Uh, we did do pace for uh, Punk Hazard. The guys, they, they had mixed feelings about it. They were like, yeah, it was good. Like seven out of 10. Mm. Uh, I think their harshest take has been, in my personal opinion, uh, they hate Lucci universally. They can't stand the guy. They think he's like the worst villain of all time. Uh, and then, not that that's like, like an extremely hot take, but I do think their disdain for him was a little a little out of <laughs> little, nowhere to be perfectly much. honest because I, mean, I try to like explain to him like hey you know he's just an extent like he's the bad wall versus like the one with the personality in uh the fucking the the weird guy with the mask thing or whatever anyway moving Spandum. on uh spand up thank you uh but in dress rosa they're having a great time mm. and we get to have fun with Dolph flamingo everyone's oh, favorite yes. uh Everyone's Ooh, favorite boy. Little, boy. little fucking creep with strings for powers. Yeah. Uh, I, we haven't gotten to the part where the toys become people again. Uh, we're like just before that happens, I think. Unless I think I missed a week, so maybe they did get to it officially. Last I'm thing not we sure. Justin was uh, 676, and it's right when uh, Sugar feeds Usopp the Tatabasco. Usopp the bull, thing. yeah. And you, you oh, end man, with just him yeah. knocking her out, and then end title card, whatever. So next mm-hmm. week is going to be fun. Or next recording, whenever that is. We're we're there. We're finally there, boys and girls. We, we got to my favorite part I, of the arc. <laughs> can I say something about that particular moment? That when I watched rewatched that for you know this episode, I was like, I wasn't that you know taken aback by the expressions because something has happened to me where the expressions in One Piece, where you know eyes pop out, that is so normal to me now. That like when I watch <laughs> other anime, I'm like, why are your eyes in your skull? Like, why are you not reacting? <laughs> This is no, so exactly. normal. Seriously. I read other anime or manga now and I go, where are their facial expressions? Right? Why aren't they emoting? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Usopp's oh face, God. that I, is I, a I, normal I, face to me. That is a normal That is a normal thing that happens to people's tugs. It just turns into like a sine mm-hmm. wave and it just like fly, floats in the air like that. That is a normal For thing me, in this fucking franchise. it wasn't like the, the facial expression. It was because, God, that scene made me laugh so much. That was one of the funniest scenes ever. It was specifically oh Sugar's reaction and the fact that it even happened. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to be the way <laughs> she goes out. So it wasn't the facial expression itself. It was everything surrounding it and how much it made me laugh. And how, once again, God Usopp accidentally stumbles his way to a God win. It's always so good. successfully. It was great. He always has mission, mission failed, failed successfully. Failed successfully. Yeah. <laughs> I love that about that poor fucking stupid boy, man. <laughs> He's my son. He is my spirit animal. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part oh, of that, like, uh, that event is the continuity of when they initially happens, Sugar's eye breaks her monocle and they yeah. don't repair it for the rest of the series. <laughs> it is yeah. it, the eye patch thing is there or whatever, but like the frame is like shattered. I think that's amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what are your uh, thoughts, uh, Mel, on on Dressrosa? Is is it a is is it an arc you like? You dislike? Ooh. I mean, your profile picture would dictate that yeah. it must be. It. <laughs> uh, Dressrosa is my second favorite arc of Ooh. all time. I've decided it's it was a toss up between Alabaster and uh, Dressrosa. But when Man. I number arcs, you know, it's not saying. There's worse arcs because I think mm-hmm. every arc in One Piece is pretty phenomenal. There's just some that I prefer more than others. But Dress sure. Rosa is just, it's just such a culmination of everything that is One Piece. The main character that we really focus on isn't even a straw hat. And that is really what makes One Piece so special that you can give any character a story and a life, you know, that we 
care about because I know the reason a lot of people didn't like Dressrosa is because it focused on law and that upset mm-hmm. them. But when we watch One Piece, yes, the main characters are the Straw Hats, but the most important part of One Piece is the lives in the world, is the people that we see existing in every corner of this world. That's why it feels so big and so lived mm-hmm. in. So Dressrosa showing everyone who lives in Dressrosa, everyone who suffered in Dressrosa, from Law to Viola to Rebecca to Ky- Kairos and, and the King. It was just everything I really, really, really like about One Piece. With one of my favorite characters, I do really like Law. And with just showing Doflamingo and how... Because something One Piece does that's so specific is they have, you know, monarchies, right? And yes. in the real world, monarchies are not good. Not many people agree with them. But what One Piece shows us is these monarchies are still susceptible to a higher power. These monarchies are still at risk of being in danger from the higher power, which is the celestial dragons. So when we Mm -hmm. see good kings and good queens and good royal families in One Piece, we know they are making that active choice and the hard choice to protect their citizens in the best way they can because they're at risk of the celestial dragons by wanting the best for their kingdom, because the Celestial Dragons don't care. The easiest path you could take as a royal in this world is just not not giving a shit and just living your best life. So when we see these kings mm-hmm. and queens, such as Dress Roses, Viola and Rebecca and Kairos, Kyros, I don't know how to say his name, and the king, we really feel for them because this is their homeland. They're not just the king of this land. This is also their home and they're watching it go down, you know? And that's why Dress, Dress Rosa and Doffy specifically, he feels so evil because he could not give a shit about the people of Dress Rosa. He just wants a throne to sit upon because he feels like he's the victim of the world he's in. And he's such a specific and special villain to me for just how scary he is. Because I know a lot of people think he's comical, but he's not just comically evil. He's like smart. He's intelligent in how he's evil. Mm-hmm. The fact he can manipulate Kaido to an extent, the fact he has a cult, he doesn't have a family. And I always say this, he has a cult. The way he digs into people's minds, he gets under their skin. He knows their fears. So every time he interacts with Law, it's so just scary because you can feel Law fearing this man because he knows Doflamingo is fucking terrifying. So Dress Rosa just had a fantastic villain, a fantastic story, a fantastic following of someone else's life that expands the world, and a fantastic Luffy moment as well in terms of what he says to Doflamingo. And I won't say it now, of course, but like his final speech to Doflamingo was just, just fantastic. Like it was just everything together. I love seeing Luffy angry (laughs) for these reasons, because I love seeing Luffy's passions really come out like that, especially to someone as restrictive and evil as Doffy. Dressrose is just a really, really, really good arc, and I really, really like it. I I do think it's interesting when you touched on like how it covers like the perspectives of all these other side characters and all of these other different personalities throughout the arc. I mean, I think it's interesting when I hear that as a critique from people like I don't want to watch the show. And if it's not covering just the straw hats, like what the hell? I don't care about any of these other like no name people. I'm like, this is what makes a complete and compelling narrative Mm. is when you have a flexible cast of characters where you can see 
ramifications for the actions that other people are going through. You can't build a villain without cracking a few eggs. The other people that are around for all of the tyranny are the eggs that we yeah. get to look That's at exactly or whatever it, and expose ourselves to. Luffy does not have a personal connection to Doflamingo. So why the fuck would Luffy fight Doflamingo if he doesn't even have right. a connection to this man? That's what Law's there for. That's what Rebecca's there for. That's what the entire kingdom of Dressrosa is there for. It's Luffy seeing what this man is doing to people he's met. He now appreciates. He calls his friend. He always calls Law his friend, even though Law, you know, says no. And that's he's his his buddy. Exactly. (laughs) That's the point. When we fight Doffy, this isn't just Luffy's taking out another bad guy. This is everyone's hopes and dreams in Dressrosa from Viola to Rebecca to Law is on Luffy because Doffy has ruined all these people's lives. And that's why we need those connections and these people in One Piece's world. Otherwise, we're just seeing Luffy just fight someone for the heck of it. And that's not what One Piece is about. They're not fighting anyone just for the heck of it. There are reasons these fights are happening. There's connections in the grand scheme of thing and things. And that's what's so important. And that's really what makes One Piece and Dressrosa just shine so much in my opinion as an arc i would also like to thank you for never mentioning rebecca once it uh helps me and my agenda that law was the vivi of dress rosa <laughs> in being the princess of the arc and not uh rebecca i know so thank law, you for law that. 100% I that. like was like the, the princess of that arc i do i do really <laughs> like rebecca because i feel so so sorry for her of course like for what she no, has she's to go a great through. character I just want to call Law the princess of the dress rosa. He, he really is. <laughs> he's princess carried, for God's sake. He's, he he's... is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Everything's lined. Everything's aligned. All right. Anyway, sorry. Thank you. That's my, <laughs> that is my background. Just we'll put that one behind the door and lock the key up really quick. Mel, but I love hearing I, you I talk about One Piece so passionately. It warms my heart so much. <laughs> I love talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Justin? Do you have any any things you want to chime in on? Do you do you have any dress rosa points that uh, you are looking forward to us either not that we haven't done yet or things that we've already passed or whatever? Um, no. What I will say is this is so. This is technically my second rewatch of the series, <clears throat> and I guess technically my first of dress rosa. If you really want to consider it that. Um, but I really appreciate just the journey I'm going through of like truly reliving certain things and like, you know, going forward, quote unquote, all the way and then coming back, you start recognizing these connections that are made down the road and, and seeing where like it starts from, you know, like in Dress mm-hmm. Rosa and things like that. Like mm-hmm. the Kiro's backstory, we just did his flashback. Uh, yeah, I think this last week's episode. Um, yeah, God, so sad. It is so sad. Mm-hmm. I, I, incredible. There is, there is so much good content in Dressrosa, and I think that's probably why it's one of my favorite arcs. Um, I think Wano's only surpassed that just for like things that go beyond narrative. Uh, because Dressrosa is just so good. I, I say it all the time that Doflamingo is my favorite villain because he is mm. so good at being yeah. so bad. He is yeah. despicable, <laughs> but he's also super charismatic, and and like. You exactly, exactly. If I ever met this man in real life, I'd probably join his cult without even exactly. like recognizing any of the red flags. That's why Doflamingo works so well, because it's like, why is he so like silly and goofy and like this? Because he has to be, because he is a cult leader. He must be charismatic. You don't become someone like this without having an essential moralist life and without being charismatic in that way. Like he embodies everything of what a red flag is, in my opinion, in terms of just <laughs> mental sure. manipulation. I can't wait for the other mm-hmm. two to uh, see the Corazon stuff and really uh, 
sit down with mm-hmm. how Doflamingo became the man he is today and hopefully recognizing... We, we can actually talk about this. Christian has sussed out Corazon like really hard. That guy's like, got at, at too one big point, of a brain. He's scaring me. He might figure out the one piece. Yeah, he... We literally got so as Law got like shot by Doflamingo in the square, or whatever. He says Cora once, and yeah. then he's he's in chains in the heart chair back in the palace or whatever. And and Christian was like, "All right, this is my theory. I think Cora was somebody really close to Law, probably related to Doflamingo in some way, and he wants to get back at Doflamingo for Cora. And Cora was the original heart. And I'm like, wow, what a connection that you just made with one fucking name. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Law was running around Dressrosa with a coat that said Cotazon on the back. <laughs> so he funny. Had he didn't even recognize that. All of like the massive <laughs> in your face bits, he completely glossed over them or forgot them. It was like mm-hmm. everything in this one episode, like just that one minute detail. He was like, Bazinga, I figured it out. <laughs> no, it's it's so much funnier. He is it like imagine you see Law in the heart chair and he's giving you like this. So, you know, me and Justin, we're trying to like, you know, we, we we stew a little bit of doubt to try to like dissuade them from like getting too close to the real answer. And I threw in, I'm like, well, I mean, have you noticed like how much heart aesthetic he has? What like why is he not just Doflamingo's former heart? And then he's like, why would that be the case? I'm like, oh, I don't know. His pirate is literally the heart's pirates. He's got a giant fuck off heart tattoo all over his chest. And he's like, Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> sorry. To be fair, Anyways, sorry, if this... that were me, because I would also not come to the conclusion that he was, that Law was uh, Doffy's former Corazon, because why would Law wear that proudly after leaving Doflamingo mm. to be a former Corazon? I so I also wouldn't have guessed maybe. that. <laughs> oh, these are great questions. That's a good retort. However, in my mind, I'm just like, my God, this dude has made so Big many brain. leaps that are... <laughs> <laughs> that are all correct, by the way. Like nothing about it is wrong. The only thing you didn't guess is that it's his fucking brother. Mm. Let's be real. He sussed out Sabo but, not being dead. He sussed out randomly that Sabo was going well, to show up in Dressrosa. Well, Sabo, <laughs> Sabo let's, let's not. This is another fun ongoing bit in our cast where we we tried desperately to dissuade Sabo dead or sorry Sabo alive, but obviously they had none of it. They were like, no, he's S- absolutely alive. Sabo is just <laughs> the absolute funniest character to me. Oh my god. Not Same. only is he like, you know, fake, fake dead. Like he, he doesn't feel real because it's like this secret <laughs> third brother. But did you um, see that post where someone drew him like an OC? Like an like, OC, this yeah. This is my One Piece OC. <laughs> but also like the fact that he got hit. I love Sabo because he's just so corny and so cheesy. Yes. And Oda is so unapologetic about it. Like he knows this is cheesy and this is silly. But what Oda likes is he likes romanticism. He likes happy Mm. endings. And I like that he proudly likes a happy ending. Sometimes that's not a happy ending, of course. But having Sabo there and seeing Luffy's happiness, it makes you feel happy, you know, when you see that. And like the fact that Sabo got um uh amnesia as well yes yeah it's such a trope this is why i love one piece because all the tropes that you hate that i would normally just roll my eyes at i end up loving them like the fake out deaths i'm like oh i can't believe this survived oh my god i'm gonna cry this is so beautiful exactly (laughs) i love it like the when he woke up as a kid and said 
oh my god i don't know who i am i had to pause and i had to laugh for like 10 minutes straight because i was like oh fucking god he has amnesia because there's like because god because there's a uh i'm so sorry there's a family guy episode right hear me out where peter griffin specifically he gets amnesia but then it cuts to a black screen and text and says yes we're doing an amnesia episode and that's what that reminded me of when he woke up with amnesia it's just such a cheesy trope but i'm so glad that Oda just wears the cheese proudly. He just doesn't give a shit. I and think he, he realized something he, he gives of it. zero fucks. Yeah, I think he realized like I haven't made an amnesia character yet. I need to do yeah, that. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love Oda so much. Uh, the soap opera lives. The soap opera lives strongly in this man's writing. <laughs> Incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the. In addition to Dressrosa stuff, we did invite you on and we did want to talk about uh, the current the current arc. Uh, and as of the making of this recording, uh, chapter 1105 has been released. So if you are more current than 1105 and you are listening to this and we are not talking about things that have happened, well, get over it. Uh, we only have 1105 <laughs> at our disposal. So uh, what, what does everyone think about uh, Egghead right now? I mean, does does anyone have a stark opinion, strong opinions on anything in particular? I know I do. <laughs> I'm really fresh uh, out of it. I literally finished it 30 minutes before this recording, and uh, <laughs> which is just fucking wild, by and the way. But wild go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, from what we talked about, I just want to go back to like the cheesiness of One Piece and like how a lot of people are uh-huh. like hoping for a tragedy. At first, I was hoping that Kuma would die because. I thought that would fit his tragic arc or like, you know, mm-hmm. that would be the final thing and that Bonnie would or that, you know, his consciousness would be transferred into the pacifistas. That would also be beautiful to me. But now I'm like, after this chapter, I just want him to stay alive because exactly, I feel yeah. I, I feel hope in my heart. And I'm like, OK, yeah. that means Oda is probably also mm. that's why I feel hope, because it's possible. Mm, this is why I don't know, man, when I was reading Sorry, it. And there were so many people going, oh, Kuma's going to die, Kuma's going to die. I just don't know. Because as I said, Oda loves his romanticism. He loves his happy endings. By all means, Kuma canon would die. That would wrap up his ending. But also by all means, Oda can and sometimes will just give that happy ending because he wants people to feel a hope and joy in the world. Luffy's character specifically is about giving that hope and joy, about making miracles happen. So I can't say like at all what is going to happen to Kuma. I just don't know because I can see Oda going either way with this and doing mm-hmm. whatever he wants with this. I can see a tragic end and I can see a happy end because that's just what he likes doing. So I'm not. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure. But he's really given us a lot, or himself, I suppose, a lot of flexibility on what to do with Kuma and how to wrap up Kuma and. That's the thing with One Piece. You can you just never know. You absolutely never know what's going to happen because he allows himself to have so much room to work with whatever he wants to work with. So I just can't say at all like what the hell is going to happen to Kuma, and that's what I really like about it. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think in the current arc. So we we got the Kuma backstory, which, by the way, for context, Kuma has always been my favorite warlord ever since we got introduced to the guy. I have loved this motherfucker. I thought he had a sick design mm. when we saw him in Thriller Bark. I've been obsessed with him ever since. 
Uh, so I was eating good in, in Egghead. I was of the stark opinion that he was clearly gone and Bonnie was just here to, you know, exist. I have nothing but doubt for what is going to happen for our favorite uh, bear man, also known as Buccaneer. I don't know, like, is he even really dead? He's just kind of like going on instinct to protect Bonnie right mm. now. And I'm having a lot of fun with Oda's creativity and narrative choice, even though a lot of it does kind of seem like uh, it's just happening to mm. happen. And I, but I'm OK with that. You mm. know, punch the shit out of Saturn. That's all I want out of life. Mm. I think something so interesting about Egghead. Uh, God, there's a lot. But something, a running theme in Egghead seems to be the human will to just a nature to, you know, exist, I suppose. Because one of the beginnings of Egghead is we see Lilith. And they're talking about the shark and she says, oh, I just can't cater in like the the, the natural like mind of these creatures. Yeah, I can't yeah. control the natural state of these creatures. Then Kuma runs in to save Bonnie and Vegapunk says, well, this shouldn't be possible, but there's no scientific explanation for this. This is just human will and human nature that you cannot account for. This is basically us seeing that like Kuma's love is so, so, so deep for Bonnie that he overrided any scientific means that he should have, you know, had to die to protect Bonnie. And even Vegapunk is just baffled by that and amazed by literally the power of love, right? This is why like I'm Sandy. like... Like Sandy. Sandy's... Exactly. Like, <laughs> Vegapunk replying to Sandy, like, yes, when, when Sandy goes literally on his, part this, of this is the power of love. Yes, yeah, this is the power so it's of love. Like, and Vegapunk is like, that's not very scientific, but okay. <laughs> exactly. So seeing Kuma the way he is, and yes, he's lost a lot of himself and a lot of his life. We are literally being told by the smartest man in the world, you cannot account for human nature. You cannot account for the human soul. Who knows what ha is going to happen to Kuma if not even Vegapunk now understands how Kuma's running? Who knows if Kuma's going to be able to come back or not? Because we're literally being told the depths of love and the depths of the human soul are so unfathomable, uh, unfathomable that you just cannot account for it, which is why I'm saying I simply don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I can see the happy ending just as much as I can see the sad ending. It's such a deep arc because oh god so many arcs and characters are about love and i really 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 love one piece for that but this one really is really about that yeah. the human soul and just how powerful it can be to go outside any realms of you know numbers and logic to be able to for kuma to be able to do what he's doing it's been a long Actually, time the poor guy yeah. has just had so much tragedy in his life too right like exactly, the fact that we can yeah. see that he has the ability and the capacity to withhold this kind of love and devotion <laughs> towards his daughter after all the shit that this poor man has been through in life, I it, it's honestly it does actually mm. bring a tear to my eye thinking back on how much actual trial that this poor guy has gone through. Oda does a very good job of making me feel bad for people yeah. time and time again. <laughs> even even a character like that I started thinking about now that I want us to talk about Kizaru. Like I have never cared for him. I think he. I mean, all the admirals. I've never really cared except for like Kuzan. I think he's cool and and interesting. Mm. But like. <laughs> Get it? Just kidding. Uh, that was not intentional, by the way. I'm sorry. Um, but but you did it anyway. Yes. Go on. Uh, anyways, but Kizaru, um, a panel or a scene that really touched me was like when they had this like pizza party in in the laboratory, and mm -hmm. it was like this collection of people is so like random, and I don't know. And, and seeing the silhouette of them dancing, it will always remind me of of Nika, of course. And I think that was intentional, like 
that mm. connection of between like because this is also like the Nika arc, I guess. Um, mm. But oh my gosh, this character! I am my favorite trope in fiction is basically like the villain, uh, you know, disobeying the Making puppet you master. Like the villain. No, the 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 oh. the, the, the villain be- betraying, you know, like Darth Vader, you know, throwing mm. Palpatine Ooh. down the thing. I love that trope so much, and I can see from the panels we've gotten of Kizaru, he is so. I mean, I'm not saying he will do it, but I yeah. hope so. <laughs> He's I, on the break. Uh, someone in the chat said, and I think this was about Kizaru. They said that made me dislike him more. And oh, really? I got to agree. I'm sorry because it reminds me of Garp. And it's like they have put themselves in this situation at this point. They're just marine dogs. They're just government dogs. And it's like, I don't feel bad for him at this point because I feel bad for Vegapunk instead having to watch Kizaru go against him. When I see Kizaru doing this and going against people that he supposedly cares about, I'm seeing him put his job above his family and people he cares for. And to me, that's stop Mm. being a coward Stop fighting for the powers of this world when the people you love are right in front of you and you know there's something you can do about it, but you're a dog on a chain right now. God bless you. And that's what you're allowing yourself to be. I feel so validated by that. When we were going through Marie Ford and Garp is... Did you also feel icky about Garp? I also feel icky about Garp. I hated him. Thank you so so much. I'm so mad. I'm still, I'm a lot less mad about it because distance and also, you know, the side plot on uh, Hachinosu or whatever the island was. Uh, whatever. I, in that moment, in Marine Ford, I was so angry with him because I'm like, you clearly, like, the reason you haven't accepted the admiral position is because you don't want to be like a Celestial Dragon's dog on a leash, but you're willing to be mm. like one degree away from that. And then just walk, mm. like, you love Ace and yet you are just letting yes. it happen. Yes. And then. That is his. Son, you oh, know the, yes. And I then, thought this we, was the popular opinion. The, the Wait, post, do people do people no, think that people this that Garp was really, right really bad for Garp? Why? And to me, Garp felt like he was making himself the victim, while Ace mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. literally oh. the one in chains. Yes. He could have done something, but he didn't because he's just hardwired to how the Marines work. He's an old dog who is not learning new tricks and mm-hmm. he thinks the Marines are just, and that's Garp's problem. We see it in Marineford full yes. blast. We see, while he didn't actually fight Luffy, he still stood on the opposite end to Luffy. That's still something significant to me that I simply cannot forgive Garp for because he's clearly at the, I really love Garp as a character, right? I absolutely love what he's meant to be. But I just cannot forgive him for what's happened mm-hmm, to Ace mm-hmm. because he had so many ways he could have done that. He easily could have dropped his Marine badge because this is a job, right? He doesn't have a family now that he needs to essentially like make sure they stay safe. He can save his family at that point in time by helping Ace and he just doesn't. And it's like, it just peeves me so bad when Dadon started punching him oh, yes, and saying, yes. how does Luffy feel? Think about how Luffy feels. I thought, thank you. Thank you for saying it. Luffy was the one who did the most because he cared so much about Ace. But Garp was really hard for me to feel for because I was like, you're literally watching a kid you've raised since birth in chains and you're telling him, well, should have been you a marine. Did this to yourself. I'm like, oh my you, you god! Chose his life. Yeah. I'm like, okay, even if that's mildly true, like 
Do you just not have a heart? What? Is your job like that much? That mean oh. that much to you? And, and this is what Megaphone says to Kizaru. Do you not have a heart? And this is this is why I desperately want this to happen. Not that yeah. Kizaru will be redeemed, but that you know he will you know last minute you know do something at least. That would be, I just, just want to see it. You know, I just want like I really really like these marine characters. I like Gop and I like Kizaru. So many people think I hate Gop. I do not hate Gop. I just kind of hate this perception hate Garp. of Gop that a lot of people have that, oh, poor Gop, he's a hero. And it's like, that's such propaganda. <laughs> that's such <laughs> Isn't that propaganda. Isn't that propaganda? Exactly. So seeing Gop and seeing Kizaru, in my opinion, these characters are such ideal characters to show how this marine system has groomed these people to literally go against who they love, yeah. their family, by making them think no no our justice our marines our agenda is more important than the people you love that is what we're seeing and that's why these characters these marines are so interesting it's why i like smoker so much because smoker said fuck the marines i don't believe in their (laughs) justice i will do what i believe is right we watch garp and kizaru we're watching them doing what they know in their hearts they don't feel is right but they're being told this is the good thing for the world. So they do it, you know? So it's like, I really like these characters, mm-hmm. but I, I find it hard to feel bad for them. But at the same time, they've literally been like, I just hyper-groomed into this Marine system mm-hmm. to be these admirals and to be these Marines. So I have no idea what's going to happen to Kizaru, but I truly do hope, like you, he steps over that line and he has a moment of clarity, like Aokiji did with yes. Robin and mm-hmm. goes, holy shit, this is terrible. Like, this is not justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to see it. I I'm see desperate for, for this to happen. bringing no. this up, especially the Dadan thing. Like, Dadan crying and beating the shit out of Garp was the most satisfying yeah. thing in that arc. I, exactly. I just got to get that off my chest. Yeah. May, may I throw in just one thought towards Garp yes. that, that I think is, <laughs> is, is good for commentary. Now, I don't think that he deserves to be, you know, given like, you know, forgiveness or whatever, or I don't feel pity for the guy, but it's supposed to be a part of like the kind of character that he is exactly. and a faction, exactly. and a factor of the society that he grows up in. And I would even argue that when he confronts Luffy, when he told him this is the path that you chose, he's not talking about Luffy. He's talking about himself, which is why he I don't want to say he threw the fight. But let's be real. If he had to take Luffy in that moment, he probably could have. Mm-hmm. He definitely mm-hmm. threw a little bit of that fight. And when he went back to Dadan, why did he go back to Dadan? He didn't go back to say hi to the townspeople. He went to he went back to Dadan so somebody could fucking tell him that he made the wrong decision because yes. he knows he did the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> exactly. He wanted he wanted that fucking Validation. he wanted someone to spit in his face and say you fucked up because yeah. no one around him has given him what he needed and he knows he fucked up. Yeah. And I don't think that it's like it's not about feeling bad for him and the decisions he has made. Or even like being sorry for the position he put himself in. Mm. But it's supposed to be about being sort of attached to a character that struggles to maintain boundaries over the things that they feel like they need to do to maintain order versus the things that they want to do in order to keep their loved ones alive and whatnot. And there is some fun commentary in at least that conversation. Mm. And with a lot of Marines, it's easiest to play play around it with. I am not here for Kizaru friend arc. I hope we never get Kizaru friend arc. However, <laughs> Kizaru defect arc. I'm not like super against it. I I, I like what we're seeing with the guy, mm-hmm. and and I feel for the moments we're getting with him. I'm not I'm not like hoping we get it, but I do like when we get these sorts of like you know it's about putting your job or your 
emotions mm. in in the priority right mm. and th these are the conflicts that we need to see in characters to get the audience to have an opinion like oh what is most important or even get us to think about huh do i put people below my like personal life mm. and like re like job a lot of the time mm. like am i the bad guy mm. oh my god am i the villain here you've just reminded me i oh my god i really like dragon now he didn't uh -huh. used to be a favorite. The more I see of Dragon, the more I'm really starting to love him. And the line mm. that tipped me off that I'm so excited to be explored is when he confirmed I was a Marine, but I didn't see their sense of justice. Mm -hmm. So I left. I saw no made, justice there. He saw no justice. I'm so excited to uh, see his past and to see the conversation he will inevitably have with Garp because I have absolutely no doubt in my mind Garp's themes and his character is meant to be he want like he's so stuck in this system and in his old ways he just can't see outside of it yes his own son will probably tell him dad this is fucked we are defending slave owners. We are mass genociding islands mm -hmm. simply because they disagree with the world government. How can you see a justice here? And I have no doubt it's going to be a garp trying to brush it off and saying it. Well, no, but we are justice. You know, this this is the marine system. And then, of course, Dragon is probably going to go bullshit because he's made a revolutionary army. He doesn't agree with the marines at all. And the fact Dragon was a marine and said he saw no justice that's getting me so excited because i want to see garp yes. grow because someone on my tumblr said what they think garp is going to be a message about is how so many this is kind of different from the marine theme but it's how so many boomers you know older people in our day and age are going people are so soft these days kids are so soft these days back in my day oh yeah it was like this or not. Uh -huh. And those older people don't understand what they went through wasn't healthy mm -hmm, either. Mm -hmm. What they went through was traumatizing and they don't recognize that. They don't recognize that the old way is not the good way, that it's just as bad for them as it would be for the newer generations. And they would benefit from realizing that. And I would love to see Garp be that message about like, he thinks the old yes. way is correct, but he's not realizing this has also been damaging to him. So he's essentially continuing on that cycle of how he's raising these fucking kids, like how he raised Dragon, uh, probably by throwing him in a forest, how he raised Luffy by <laughs> throwing him in a forest. Mm -hmm. Did that happen to Garp? Is that why Garp thinks that's the correct thing I to do? I can't wait to see Garp's backstory or anything, you know. From his yeah, I I actually think that Garp was raised relatively normally, and then he was like, "This is fucking stupid and boring. I'm gonna do my own thing." And then he just was like, "I'm gonna throw all my kids in the forest." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what happened. Or he's trying to toughen, you know, toughen his kids up, essentially mm -hmm. by yeah. by not being a father, by just being, you know, absent and going survive, be independent. Like, <laughs> so I, was like, I don't know. I'm so excited for what Dragon and Garp's whole fallout because you know they would have had a fallout they were in yeah, the marines together sure. he's got son what is that conversation going to be i'm just so excited for that because i really want to see garp grow i really 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 do because in my opinion garp saving kobe is not garp growing because kobe was a marine there's a huge difference between kobe being a marine and ace being a pirate I do not think he made up for anything by mm -hmm. saving Kirby because Absolutely. Kirby is in a system Garp agrees with. 
Okay. But Ace wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I really, really, really just want to see Garp have this moment of, have I ever been doing anything right? Is my life's work meaningless, you know? Because that's the problem with Garp. If he acknowledges the Marines are kind of shit, that's his life. Of course he can't acknowledge that. So I'm yes. really curious to see what's going to happen with him. And that's his flaw. We like flawed characters. We do. We need more flaws. <laughs> yes. I, I want to chime in real like quick. <laughs> this this conversation is making me uh, think back to, I used to go to college and I was, uh, toward the end of my stay there was a English major. And I eventually came across a bunch of literature um, about intersectionality and, and things that I care about. And there's one quote that I remember, I believe it's from an author named Kimberly Crenshaw. I might be wrong, but in uh, an essay of sorts, I think I remember her writing, uh, you can't destroy the master's house with the master's tools. And I think about that in relation to the Marine system where we have people like Smoker, like uh, mm. Garp and other Marine characters. You have Sword on the sideline where they have, especially Sword, they want to change the system, right? But they mm. are still operating within the system they're trying to destroy. They're still using similar techniques and tools yeah. and ideas and things like that. And so I'm really curious on, you know, I'm not going to say Oda knows anything about this person's literature or even that quote, but I kind of see it personally. I, I see that parallel or I can see where that mm. could exist and fit and be framed in one piece. And I'm curious where Oda would go with that. Are, are, is the Revolutionary Army, you know, the solution? Is S.W.O.R.D. the solution? Do we need to topple over the world mm. government and build from the ground up? Do we need to abolish it entirely? Mm. I'm really mm. curious on where Oda's mm. answer with all that goes, if it goes yeah. anywhere at all. Yeah, Smoker is such... Oh, God, he's one of my favorite characters. He's my favorite Marine. Because Smoker's introduction alone was so good because he has a little girl run into him and, you know, spill spill her ice cream on him and the most interesting part of that is everyone is terrified and he's a marine mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. thinking wait a minute the marines are meant to protect people why are they so terrified that a little girl has spilled her ice cream on a marine and of course that subtle like scene builds up so much in telling us what the marines really are in this world so when Smoker leans down and says, oh, I'm sorry, my uh, my pants ate your ice cream and gives her some more money to go buy some more ice cream, everyone is like relieved and I'm like, oh my God, you see Smoker is, I don't want to say not like the others, but Smoker's clearly kind of an outsider in terms of how the Marines work because he surprised them and he made them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when Smoker chases Luffy and they say, you don't have the jurisdiction for that, he says, I don't care. Tell, tell the Marines to, you know, suck my ass, essentially. I couldn't <laughs> give a shit. And yeah. then, like, anything he does, because in my opinion, what Smoker's character is, is he's the recognition that Smoker wants to do the right things. But he's the understanding in this world, doing the right thing means usually becoming a vigilante. You become a criminal. A lot of, like people who just want to do right by the world, if they're not in the marine system, it doesn't matter. You're seen as not doing the right thing. Zoro was literally called Pirate Hunter. Why in the world would a pirate hunter be feared when pirate hunters um when pirates are like the bad of this world, apparently? Mm-hmm. That always made me wonder. And it's because Zoro was fighting outside the marine jurisdiction. He wasn't seen as a hero. He was seen as a bloodthirsty murderer and criminal just killing pirates but if a marine was doing that oh they're called a hero because they're a marine and they're killing pirates and that's such an interesting like way to world build to show the difference between you know in this system 
So Smoke has always been a commentary on how he wants to do the right thing, but Smoker recognizes if he does that outside of the Marines, he can't without being chased down. He's doing his very best to be a good person and follow his own justice in the restraints he has because we see multiple times he doesn't want to be a hero in the Marines. He literally tried to reject it uh, in uh, Alabaster because he said, this wasn't me. I'm not a hero. This was all the straw hats. He wanted the truth to come out, but they said, no, too bad. He got a a bunch of crew members who were past criminals and uh, he picked out specifically to essentially give them a second chance because why wouldn't he do that? Because if he had a bunch of Marines who were like, you know, trained from the ground up to be good boy Marines, of course, then they're going to report <laughs> back on what the fuck their uh, captain is doing in terms of, oh, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. So, of course, he's got a bunch of criminals with him. And in Punk Hazard, he literally says to Tashigi, you cannot trust the world government with this kind of shit. Don't tell anyone about this. You have to do it yourself, you know? Smoker uh-huh. does not report back to the Marines. He doesn't like how they work and I really am interested in where he's going to go because he's just such a key example of you can't fix the system from the inside and he knows that, but he's wearing the system's badge so he can try and do good in the world and that's why I really like his character because he's so interesting as a Marine. Same with Tashigi, of course, and Tashigi had to learn the hard way in uh, Alabaster when she had to help the Straw Hats and it went against everything she'd been taught in the Marines, but that's what she knew she had to do to be able to save thousands of lives. I just love those two, and I'm so excited to keep to see them more, especially especially Smoker. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised we didn't see them in this arc because we we knew that they were uh, taking all the kids to to Vegapunk or whatever. Well, I was kind of surprised we didn't Smoker at least see Tashigi. To yeah, we know where Tashigi is. We have no she's idea what Smoker's up to, and I have no right? doubt he's nearby. doing something. Doing something. Yeah, he's doing some shady shit in the background somewhere. <laughs> mm. It got me thinking when you said the word hero and like how it's used as propaganda within the Marines yeah. to call to to the desire to call the, all these Marines to to heroes. declare yeah. declare them heroes versus Luffy who's like I am not a hero. I love that thing. Yeah, and I, exactly. The word hero, how Oda kind of I don't know the Japanese translation, but like um, I, I would like to know that actually if if it's um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's like meaning yeah, the through like kanji and hiragana and things like that. Like if there's something deeper that we would not recognize. There's always as non- something deeper. I feel like I want to learn Japanese just to understand the story better because I I mm-hmm. feel like so much is lost <laughs> yeah. in translation. And, and something that just oh something I really really love that One Piece does time and time and time again. We are told something that happened in the One Piece's world, right? But when we actually get to the event, we find out this is not how this went this is not how this moment in history happened yes. so yeah. we are being fed the same propaganda one piece's world is and we're thinking okay like robin being a devil child we just think okay she's a devil child obviously she's done something fucked up we see her story she didn't do anything <laughs> all she wanted to do was see the history of the world so when i hear things like oh garp's a hero we don't know what he did he was made a hero on uh god God Valley or whatever the hell. That's, I think, what we know. But we don't know why he's called that. We don't actually know what he's done. We don't know if if he actually teamed up with Roger or not, you know? We have no idea what's what's going on there. How has Garp gotten his hero title and what does that actually mean? Like, One Piece Mm -hmm. is continuous, you are not immune to propaganda, you know, kind of thematic theme is so good. (laughs) And I really, this is why when people go, oh, we know this for a fact. No, we don't, because we haven't seen it yet. I can't talk about God Valley yet. We saw tidbits. 
we don't actually know what happened. We just know right. bits and pieces. When they say something has happened, unless we've seen it, I cannot say with 100% certainty, yeah, that happened, because that's the point. We are being fed the same shit that the world of One Piece is being fed. So who knows? <laughs> Just like when we see uh, Rocksteed Sebek and we find out that he's a big red nose and he's going to be <laughs> bugging his biological dad. Can't wait for that reveal, baby. He's king of the pirates, by the way. Buggy all the way. Future king of the pirates, by the way. King of uh, I am uh, I am definitely a victim of buggy propaganda. I just I feed more of him, it yeah. straight into my veins. I need it. I need it in my soul. <laughs> I, I know we've been talking largely about right, Egghead well, and also past things and going everywhere. I just wanted to ask real quick if you had any parting words about Wano. We, we, we've had our own discussion about it, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts you'd want to share that you haven't already through your own content. Oh, oh boy. Um, I've been wanting to make a video about Wano actually because I think it was just... Look, I speak so highly of One Piece all the time, so I know this is not surprising, but I think Wano was just an absolutely phenomenal ending to the second saga because Wano not only followed the exact same story beats of a Kabuki play, I the second we see that curtain come up and say Act 1, I thought, it's Kabuki! He's doing Kabuki! Right down to the fact that we have Samurai and Oni on Onigashima, that is point for point a Kabuki play. <laughs> so he was following mm -hmm. that all the way in until Luffy crashes into it and upends everything and basically yanks this Kabuki plot by the <coughs> neck and says, nah, -uh, we're doing this my way now. Because it was just a fantastic way to go about it and subvert like the themes of just how Kabuki work, I suppose. Because a lot of Kabuki is tragic. Wait, and how many arcs do they have? A uh, uh traditional kabuki they I think three. five normally oh, oh is it well, normally it, three? Oh. when it comes to when it comes to acts so like you they tend to have it depends it depends which one you see that's like more right, sure, ones. Sure, yeah, yeah. but um but luffy fucked it so, up <laughs> exactly <laughs> luffy, well, luffy came so in like a freight train like he always does and said hey this is my fuck i'm the main character look yeah. at me <laughs> so not only was that like such a good way to subvert you know oda's own culture this is japanese culture so of course he's at home here mm -hmm. and he's basically going but let's throw that out the window now <laughs> at the <laughs> end but um uh the way because i always this is why i really like it so much and why one piece being linear is so important when it goes from like Fishman Island was the build up, right? Mm -hmm. Fishman Island, Fishman yeah. Island was our introduction to the new Straw Hats. Then we get Punk Hazard, which was the direct direct setup, which was a phenomenal setup. Then we get to uh, Dress Rosa. That was yeah, directly after. And of course, everything connects to Kaido, to Doffy, to the world in general. Everything is essentially leading up to Kaido being the emperor. But then we derail. And when we derail, we lose half of the crew. So we go from, you know, the whole crew to Zoro, Luffy, Robin, Frankie being split off from Nami oh, and Usopp from being split off from Nami, Sanji, Chopper. Uh, mm -hmm. God, I'm forgetting someone. I guess Caesar. Who am I forgetting? <laughs> um, so we get six years, I think it was. It was longer than that of the crew being split up. And that, of course, is on purpose. So we miss the other half. We miss the Straw Hats being together. And Dress Rosa was a big, you know, fight arc, but it wasn't like a fight, fight arc, fight, fight arc. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, Luffy has yeah. a big fight, but not everyone specifically got exactly like a big end or be all fight. Uh, Whole Cake Island's the same. Whole Cake Island was not at all a fight arc. We had Katakuri, 
But the whole point of Whole Cake Island was to get away from Big Mum because the Straw Hats aren't all there. They're not there to fight Big Mum. They're there to get Sanji and get out of there. This goes on for years. So when we get back together in Wano, when we get the crew back together, when Jinbear pops up, when they've got their sake and they're cheering and every single character gets their own spotlight, gets their own big moment, gets their own fight with these characters. This feels like a finale. This oh, feels man. like this is everything we've been building up towards. And then they hit you with gear five and they hit you with everyone getting a power up, everyone. And it's insane. Like the hype for it was just an amazing ending to a huge saga of them being separated and coming back together, showing us they are so strong together now and they are truly a family yeah. and a crew that belong together. Like the way Sanji yelled for Robin to help him is just because oh Robin and Sanji were I separated. Will never, I will never forget how outraged in the community everyone was with that, with that chapter, like Sanji asking for help. All of the dudes in the chat were like, wow, what a baby. What is this? And I'm like, dude, this is his character progression. Yeah. He's asking for help. And Why was he in Whole Cake? Because he refused to get help. Yeah. This is growth. And isn't that just, oh my God, isn't that just kind of sad to look down upon realizing it's okay that you can ask for help. It's okay to trust your family, your crewmates, and it's okay to rely on people sometimes. This I think is that's literally just, some just because Sandy's a man. This is just because he's a man. And it like, is, truly. Mm -hmm. It's so, yeah, 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 it's so yeah, yeah. sad. It's so thing. sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like, oh my God. That's why when, when Zoro specifically reached out, to, long, yeah. to Sanji and Long Ring Longland, that's why it was Zoro asking for the help because Sanji couldn't at the time because mm -hmm. Sanji's mindset was, if I die, I die. Like, that was his mindset. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask for help. I don't know how to ask for help. So, that's not, those aren't words that come exactly. out of my mouth. So before Whole Cake Island, Sanji would not have called for Robin. He would have just let himself be killed because he would have thought, well, I deserve this. That's just This is just what's going to happen. But he not only realizes, you know, this is not what the crew wants, they treasure me. He also realizes Robin can hold her own. He always knew that. But the difference is putting your faith in someone to not only fight for you, but to also survive. Like, imagine the guilt Sanji would feel with Robin being harmed if he yeah. hadn't gone to Whole Cake Island. He understands Robin is doing this because she wants to. Because she even wants to protect she's, him. She's like, Oda is, is literally like telling us through Robin that, that this is a good moment for her. Like, uh, exactly. thank you, Sanji. Thank you for relying she, on she me. She spells him. it out. And yet people are like... No, Robin can't handle this. He he put her in danger. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, so how? many people are like, oh, yeah. why why wasn't Robin on Hawkeye Island? They had like that monster connection, blah, 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 blah. Because we needed to see them build up in Wano. Oda was saving Robin and Sanji's moments together yeah. in Wano. Because like if she was there in the Hawkeye Island arc, what else could she have done in that arc but do what Nami did and have to witness the fallout and have to help plan to get Sanji back, you and know? having Nami there is more interesting, like, the way Nami reacts to things and the fact that Nami, like, is the care... Like, I think Sanji puts her on a higher, like... I'm not saying he cares about her more, but she's just... the. He's told her he loves her multiple times and, like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like they have a very special connection that he does have with Robin, too, but, like, just the mm. fact that 
she is his special girl, you know what I mean? Mm. And that she doesn't really understand yeah. what's going on. That was so much more impactful than having Robin yeah. there standing like, you And know. also seeing that Nami loves Sanji, that she yeah. was distressed when he got taken away and mm-hmm. she to the point she cried imagine said, having the sorry, person Luffy. yeah imagine having <coughs> a person who tells you they love you and just is basically telling you i mean i know it's a joke but like i'm your slave and you know all that he's yeah, yeah. done he, all the stuff he does and that person is the last person you would think would ever do this because yeah. she felt like it was a betrayal well, not a betrayal but she she didn't understand why he did this you know yeah that exactly. must have felt so then, extremely sad for her yeah that's it so seeing her be just so like to the, again to the point she cried because she yeah she she cares about sanji a great amount so seeing him fight against luffy and say oh you low-end low-life pirates and then nami of course just feels so betrayed by that because of course she will and then but still seeing that she was so happy to hear sanji was back we know the reason she was so angry at Sanji is because she cared about him so much mm-hmm. and she put her care into him and she was still so happy to hear that, oh, I've got Luffy saying, I've got Sanji back. She cheered with everyone and said, oh, thank God you got Sanji back. So just seeing her dynamic with Sanji then was more important because, again, what would Hawkeye okay, Island wasn't a fighting arc. It wasn't a, a Sanji fight arc yeah nah. so it's like what could robin have done in whole cake whole cake island to show like you know i will also put my life on the line and fight for sanji apart from just being there wonder's moment with black maria was so impactful because we we see it come all the way back around from water seven Ugh. it's more impactful because they were separated from that time and they come back together and understand each other now <laughs> it's just, it comes back mm. around for oh. both of them for both of them like sandy's like khalifa moment like coming back like to be like an inverse of that moment or like basically exactly, a repeat yeah. but but now he's learned you know and also mm. like yeah i just i just can't believe oda can do this i don't understand how it works yeah <laughs> but yeah one hour was on the ending oh god i loved hiyori's whole scenes in one i loved them i really really felt for hiyori and how much she went through and her final speech i love that hiyori got the closing speech in terms of how she said her father's lines but like in a different way you know how if it's not odin if it's unless it's boiled how she said mm-hmm. essentially the same thing but to the uh, other guy, I always forget his name. Orochi. I loved seeing Hiyori's comeuppance. Yeah, Kurochi. I loved seeing Hiyori's comeuppance, and I loved her being the final, like, curtains closed, you know. Didn't she also open ending. them, you know, with her, you know. She does, she opens she it. She does, yeah, and with her Seamus, Seamus it. or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I thought Wano was like, Wano just felt like One Piece just elevated to extreme heights in terms of this is a final act this felt like the final saga this is everything we'd been working towards in terms of from fishman to punk hazard all the way now up to wano we got the crew back together we have jimbe we're facing an emperor kids here laws here kid and law of course were in one of the final acts for uh the first saga now they're here again for the final act for the last for the second saga it was just everything comes together and it was just so satisfying fighting a dragon in the sky like how in like the the how insane (laughs) 
I just love that 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 was the end fight. Just it's the the peak like romanticism. I feel like oh, with so a sorry, big old fist on. the size of the island. Yeah. Sorry, hang <laughs> on. You're gonna, have to give me, you're gonna have to give me a second. I have to change the battery in my headphones. I messed up. No worries. <laughs> give me like two nah, seconds. Nah, nah, you're fine. Nah, nah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> this is a uh... wow. This has been a rave review for Wano. By the way, this is probably the most positive review of Wano I have heard yet. I like Wano a lot, but I don't think it was as impactful as maybe Whole Cake, but maybe because I just needed more like <laughs> I needed more character driven plot elements than, than I what Wano tended to be. There was a, a point in Wano. I caught up in Wano, uh, I think during the right before the matchups, right before we got the matchups, I caught up mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like there was a lot of running around in that time and mm-hmm. Just going from binging or like reading a lot of chapters to that, that felt a little, you know, weird. But, you know, that doesn't mean that there was, I don't know, that was just unfortunate, I guess. But that's the only thing that I can think of where I felt a bit negative towards Wano. Just that kind of running around thing in Mm -hmm. Onigashima. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, in terms of like the story and characters, it's just amazing. On one hand, Oda had like a lot of ground to cover. Like he needed to establish an army. He needed to establish how are they going to get funds or and or weapons, and how are they all going to organize this successfully? Like under the nose of the current regime. Like there were a lot of things that needed to happen and go together. And honestly, every beat I liked in Wano. There were there was no story element in Wano that I felt like was lackluster. I think that it was. And then, of course, we had Kinemon with his yeah, fucking calculating. Yeah, I saw that too. I love that <laughs> scene. I love Kinemon. Kinemon is one of my favorite characters. He's so, so underappreciated. is such a goat, dude. I love him. I love uh, him so much. He's so much. hilarious. And I love that Oda, fig- if he thought of a gag for him in the, in the last hour. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I need a gag. And, and it was the funniest shit early, ever. It wasn't only a gag. It was also a plot relevance gag oh my god this is what i love about one piece the fact that the the gags and humor is so important to it like that it is actually plot relevant like that's one of my favorite things about the story this is is controversial but you know how on fishman island i know what you're gonna say and i agree how Sanji had that nosebleed <laughs> and yes. that ended up being plot relevant. A yes. lot of people didn't like that. But I not only laughed my yeah. ass off at that, I then stopped and went, oh my God, this means something. Like yes. he didn't just have that <laughs> gag to be a perv. He had that gag yeah. because they needed to establish, one, he has a very rare blood type. Two, this could actually kill him if he doesn't fix himself. Three... Fish, fishmen and humans cannot transfer blood. It is illegal. So not only was that gag like a stupid gag, it was also necessary for us to understand how fishmen, the fishmen world work. So it's like, uh-huh, I understand uh-huh. people didn't like that, but because I'm a stupid Sanji fan, I was like, I'm sorry, it's a little bit funny. <laughs> it is so <laughs> no, funny. I, I thought it was great. And you even, were with friends. Even Make no Sanji's <laughs> eyes, when they turn into hearts, I think it's in Whole Cake Island, and Pudding says, his eyes turn to hearts. I'm like, wait, they actually turn they into actually hearts. They actually do that? They actually do. <laughs> like, I love this. <laughs> also, can I just point out, this was the funniest thing ever to me. Pudding was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Sanji... He's so gentlemanly, he's so handsome, he's so kind, he's so wonderful. And Luffy just goes, yep, that's Sanji. Yeah, that's, my, that's my husband. <laughs> Luffy? That's, that's, that's my, my boy. <laughs> Luffy, hello. <laughs> that was lovely, no, yeah. That was amazing. That's my husband. He <laughs> is, there is a translation. There is a, I don't know if it's like the One Piece Tower or something. There's a text that says like, the, oh, the, it summarizes yeah, remember, yeah. Baratier and it says, 
where where Luffy meets Sandy and he falls in love at first sight. I'm yeah, like, what? Sandy falls in love. It says it in English as yes. well, doesn't it? So they translated it weird. Yeah. <laughs> he falls in love at first sight. That was funny. Yeah. Wow. Not as good wanna... as the Sanji got pregnant thing that Instagram did. Sorry twice, has been but... locked. <laughs> Sorry has been locked in. That was so widespread because that was so funny because that was not only a translation error from Japanese to English, but to every other language. Yes. So French people were going, what? Spanish people were going, what? <laughs> Korean people were going, what? What's going on? And that got so widespread that even Japanese fans were like saying that and going, Sanji this is, is so funny. <laughs> they were saying Sanji is pregnant in Japanese as well. It was really, really funny. <laughs> and it happened twice. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, interrupt real quick. I haven't been able to mention this on any other podcast episodes. So I want to take the opportunity to say it now. Uh, in previous episodes, uh-huh. we've asked ourselves like what who our favorite characters are, who we like the most. I mentioned it briefly in a recent-ish episode how like I never really paid attention to Luffy. I've always been more enamored by like other quote unquote side characters like Law, Zoro, or like just Zoro. whatever is going on. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. The, the, the big the answer fat is movies, yes. bro. <laughs> so good. <Yeah>. Um <laughs> Big, biggest chest in the whole series. In by the way, uh, Kuma and Whitebeard are a thing, Oda. So don't be fucking coming in here with that fucking nonsense. Excuse anyway, me, continue. he met on the straw hats. Thank you very much. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, so in that same episode, whenever this question got brought up, I was like, oh, I don't really care about Luffy. I don't care about the main character. He just doesn't vibe with me. And then I immediately backtracked after somebody like defended him a little bit. And around that same time, it was when the anime was ending, like cleaning up Wano, and mm. there's a flashback or they're retracing tying up loose ends. And they focus on the relationship between Otama and Luffy and mm. just the, the the plot line itself and the the lines that Luffy delivers of like, hey, I will make sure I build a word, world for you where you will never have to like worried about food yeah. insecurity. You could eat as much as you want whenever you want. And something about that just spoke to me on a personal level. And then I wow, yeah. that sounds real hero of you just saying, <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought, what happened to all this? I want to be the guy that eats all the meat. Here you are making sure other people can yeah, eat no, meat. No, no. There's, there's a difference between sharing your food and wanting to make a world where anyone can eat as much as they want. Are we talking about Because right. he can eat as much as he wants. <laughs> I feel like we're splitting a little bit of hairs here. <laughs> no, 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 the nuance matters. But uh, after that moment, <laughs> right, the nuance is so important. After that he moment, he wants to make I a world like, where everyone gets to eat just as much as him, but mm. no one can have his portions. Got it? Understood. <laughs> exactly. That's fair. I can respect that. I, I was thinking about how that's like, a man with vision. I I suddenly made a realization. Like I think I like Luffy. Luffy, as the story goes on, just becomes like the the ray of hope in this world. He he. Mm. I, we don't know what his dream is. We don't know what his last life goal is besides just like King of Pirates, one, one Piece thing. King. Exactly. Mm. And I'm like, Burger King. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I'm glad I'm rewatching the series because I truthfully have never really paid real attention to Luffy's character. He's just, he's just the MC to me. And that's all the, that, that's the blanket title I've given him. And I've usually kind of like brushed him off because of it. I've never like cared to pay attention to his growth and development and just like truly listening to him and being like, wow, this character speaks to me all of a sudden. How long has he been doing this? And I just haven't paid attention. So his relationship with Otama really like spoke to me and, and it made me realize that like I like Luffy as a as a character. He may not be my number one. Mm. I don't think he ever will. But mm. I suddenly grew like I his stocks went up for me uh, tremendously. Like mm. just God, I love Otama. That that is mm. I would die for that little girl. All right. That little girl mm. is yeah. best girl. Luffy is so God, this is to me, this is just a testament to how good of a writer Oda is. It's actually genuinely quite difficult to find 
a series or a show where mm-hmm. the main character tends to be the overall most beloved character, Luffy without fail wins the number one spot in all the fan polls uh, yeah. that they do in Shonen Jump for the manga for the most favorite character. Without fail, he takes that number one. And Luffy is like, if you, because in my opinion, if you write a main character and the goal is for people to want to like the main character, but the main character tends like gets in an audience perception gets kind of put on the side. You're not doing your job, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. the main character, especially Luffy, needs to be magnetic. He needs to be beloved by the readers because that's who he's meant to be. And Luffy mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. really, really succeeds because, like, in my opinion, Luffy is not someone I want to be like. Luffy is someone I want to have in my life. I wish I had someone like Luffy in my life because he's so just, he's such a sunshine, you know, like he's so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hopeful and he's so <laughs> fun. And yes, he can be a bit of a, of a brat sometimes, but that's just who he is. He's, he's just so charming, you know? So it's like seeing Luffy constantly winning fan polls and being so beloved by the fan base itself. That's how you know One Piece is definitely doing something right. And Luffy's doing something right. Because of course he needs to be the number one. He he wants to be the king of pirates. Oh, yeah. He's joy, more joy boy, whatever. He's the son, essentially. It's kind you know? of meta. So it's, exactly. <laughs> how he, so it's how like, in the characters in the story, exactly. like, how they can't help but love him and smile. And we are sitting and reading and we're feeling the exact same thing. It's so amazing. Exactly. So it's like Oda's doing his job damn well. Oh, for, yeah. Um, people to like for the majority of one piece fans to love luffy the most it's never a stretch when you ask your favorite character to someone and they say luffy like you just don't you don't question it like i don't ask why i just go of course it's luffy like my yeah. favorite, my favorite is sanji but i always say sanji yeah, exactly and luffy, you know i yeah, can't my say favorite's yeah sanji as you know as well but i'm not mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. to be like well why is your favorite character luffy when someone asks me <laughs> tells me their favorite character is sanji i ask why because <laughs> i want to know <laughs> when someone asks if their favorite i want to know if you're damaged like me <laughs> when someone kidding. says my favorite character their favorite character is luffy i just say of course it is like in a in a good mm-hmm. way because of course it's luffy <laughs> his character and his personality does seamlessly just fall in with like so many fucking characters in this universe mm-hmm. it is not hard to draw believable I'm sorry, to write believable chemistry between him and literally any character with a conflicting personality in this universe. He he is just that magnetic. Luffy is the funniest character ever, but I feel like he's a bit of a pain in the ass to write because the problem with Luffy is a lot of the conflict with Luffy. Because when you think about conflict, right, you think about miscommunication. That tends to be the biggest form of conflict. Luffy physically cannot miscommunicate because he always (laughs) says... Everything he's thinking, everything Wasn't there he's a bit feeling. That Oda said where he's like he never draws he never thought thinks. bubbles with. Luke. He doesn't. Yeah, because he yeah, he's think. never yeah. drawn. In fact, he doesn't tend to do it in general. He doesn't really draw a lot of thought bubbles apart from Robin. But um, Luffy always says like he will not lie. He will just straight up say what he's feeling, which is what. But that's also what makes him so powerful. So when he yells to Sanji in Whole Cake Island, I can't become the Pirate King without you. We know, Sanji know, well, Sanji, you know, should know, but that's how, that's another conversation. But he's we damaged. know how much Luffy means that. He's not just mm-hmm. saying that because mm-hmm. Luffy doesn't lie. He can't lie. We've seen time and time again, he's a terrible liar. Every time he tries to lie, he's terrible at it. The, I remember two times he's tried to lie when Sanji said, 
did you eat all the food in the fridge during Alabaster? <laughs> and when the bandits picked him up when he was a kid and said, do you know Ace and do you know where he is? And he said, no. And like, he's so no. bad at lying that it's obvious. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. um, so Luffy is like, it's so hard to have conflict with him because the conflict always has to come from the other side. Hence why Law is the way he is. Because you cannot have two I speak my mind characters next to each other to create a conflict. You need some Sundere Gap Moe looking ass like Law to be the conflict of the situation and to lie and say, we're not friends. Yes. No, we're, we're not in an alliance anymore. So Luffy can go, shut up. We're friends. I'm taking you to Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the conflict oh comes from. So Luffy is like... He's so interesting. <laughs> I, I love the way that Oda utilized Law for the, as many years as he has up to this point, because at the end of the day, we needed like a believable circumstance that took the crew from being like the happy go lucky, you know, just vibe from like island to island. Also, you know, Loki mm -hmm. just liberating every tyrannical government that they come across on the side. But they needed like a believable, like, I guess, like line to follow to make them to get them to the top to become the emperor. And then Oda looked at Law and was like, I can get a lot of mileage out of you, big guy. because My dumbass main <laughs> character will not have the wherewithal to be able to find this line. <laughs> have, you, have you heard the theory? And I don't know how true this is that Oda's wife's favorite character is Law. I don't know if that's oh, true. It makes sense. I believe it because Law is like a favorite character amongst women in mm -hmm. Japan. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> I would not be surprised if his wife's favorite character was Law and he said, "Baby, I I got a, I got a treat for you." And then he just it's so <laughs> We know that he 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 changes his story for his his um, daughters, uh, you know, and like he wants yeah, his daughters so to love sweet. his manga. I love it. Isn't that the sweet? The fact he made Sanji a quadruplet because his daughter liked the Osumatsu son. He was jealous was. Of, of the other manga for. Yeah, so his he was originally going to. Yeah, he was originally going to make Sanji like have a family and be a sibling, but Sanji wasn't originally going to be a quadruplet. He was just going to be a sibling, like. The younger sibling of the uh -huh. family. Yeah, but yeah, his yeah. daughter liked another anime much more than One Piece. He said, oh, I gotta make such a quadruple. <laughs> I didn't hear this bit. That's amazing. He said it in an interview with the Detective Conan uh, author. It was very funny. I wait, just wait, 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 what was, yeah. the, was the anime the quintessential quintuplets or whatever the fuck that shit yeah, is it, or it something? Was, it was something like that, yeah. I forgot oh what the name God. of it was. But this is why when I made, oh, what was the video on? God, I talked about audience in it. Shit, I made I made a video that 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 mentioned. Oh, it was a women video. That video I, I mentioned in that video that a lot of people don't look at the women in One Piece, especially men, because they think, oh, well, this is made for men. That's always going to meet the main demographic. That's not right. entirely untrue. But Oda is not writing just for men, and we know that for a fact because he's admitted he writes mm -hmm. for his daughters. He's admitted he will write for his wife from time to time. He's a girl he's dad. Admitted <laughs> exactly. He's he's admitted he's that he, he includes like like Ivor, the character, it wasn't only based off um Rocky Horror, but was also based off a drag queen friend that he had as well. Yes. Yeah. So in a sense he's also writing for this side as well. So it's like Oda, when he writes, yeah. I think it's totally untrue to say, Oh, he's only writing with boys in mind, because he's not, and we know he's not. He's also admitted the reason he made Gear 5 is because he didn't want it to become serious. That it, When you get older, you become tired of riding fights. You want to keep having fun. 
And if he were writing for boys specifically, he would have given Luffy the series power up because that's what Shonen does. But but Oda said, I don't want to do that. I just want to have fun. I want to give him a fucking goofball, rubber hose fucking animation man and do whatever the hell I damn well please. Exactly. And you know what? I fucking this love is so it. beautiful. The fact that a lot of One Piece fans are in their 30s and maybe 40s or I don't know, older. Dude, they're all the way up to 60. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, you know, he's writing this goofy stuff and like, because I feel even though I'm only, I don't know how old I am, but I'm, I'm not old. I still f- <laughs> I think you know how old you are, but continue. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I still feel like weirdly like I just want to laugh. I want to have fun yes. because there's so yeah. much out there in fiction as well. It just is so I like a dystopia. And that's why I don't like the term when people describe One Piece as like a dystopia with a clown mask. It just sounds like the fun stuff is just like this unimportant stuff that just kind of mm. you have to get through. I know it mm. kind of doesn't have to be meant like that, but that's like the vibe I get when people say that. I just think the fun stuff is just as important as yeah. you know everything the tragic stuff oda wants us to smile and laugh and i just yeah. um yeah and oda also he wants us to have hope he wants yeah. us to feel hopeful in the situations he's writing again which is why for kuma i don't know what's going to happen because i feel hopeful right now and should i be feeling hopeful i don't know but it's what should i be scared it could go either way there could be a little in there i don't know yet <laughs> mm. Because no, yeah, my yeah. two favorite like medias right now is One Piece. It's such a stark contrast. One Piece and Bojack Horseman. Bojack oh, Horseman is oh, the most depressing thing we love. Bojack Horseman is server. Wow, I think you found the right crew. <laughs> <laughs> Bojack Horseman is the most depressing thing you could ever Hell watch. Yeah. So going from Bojack to One Piece, it's like a whiplash, but it's like a good whiplash. Like you go from wow, the world sucks to oh my god, the world. I, I see, I see the sun, I see flowers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like yeah. that's what One Piece is made for. Like if you look at One Piece on its own and go, oh, god, this is too happy. But then you watch One Piece, especially after something, and then you go outside, then you talk to friends, and you go, actually, it's I feel pretty good right now. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, feel like, nice. That was actually like a nice feeling I had. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, as, yeah. We, as we talk about this this franchise, I gotta watch this Bojack Horseman stuff. Apparently, so everyone, good, everyone that grandmother in our server has been telling me that Bojack Horseman's good, and I'm like, I mean, I'll watch it at some point. Just I literally turned into <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter, where I keep making Bojack references. That's my like. I, I started becoming. What are you him. doing here? <laughs> is this a crossover episode? <laughs> this Great. is literally a crossover episode, though. Mm-hmm. This has mm-hmm. now become the crossover episode. This we've done it. <laughs> we, I didn't think we were gonna get there but we've done it we found it i cried by the way when he got his crossover episode i was so happy for him Mr. Peanut <laughs> I, was <true. laughs> I was like he finally got it what 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 show did he get his crossover episode in project Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. Horsing I thought he was around. like a character in Bojack. With Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, did he like, was yeah, he in the Simpsons? Did he get on like Rick and Morty or something? I don't know. Uh, By the way, Mel, how do you like yes. Adventure Time? Because it's very similar to One Piece. I love Adventure Time. Yeah. Yeah, I love Adventure Time. I recently watched Fiona and Cake as well. That, it blew me away. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was and especially the, touch on the things it touched on. I have seen stuff and I'm so excited, but I need to ask you, do you like Ice King? Like, do you like, like Ice King? Yeah. I, do you like, well, like him? I'm not, I am not carnally attracted to him, no. Okay, 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 well, you know. <laughs> but I do like him. <laughs> What is this going? Get these fucking gifts out of my chat. What is this? <laughs> is it is it double caked up on a on a Friday night? Ice King is that what I'm looking at? Why is Ice King so oh, yeah. caked up? What is going on? <laughs> 
why? <laughs> but I don't know about Fiona Cake, but I have I know that Ice King is like a major character, so I'm so excited to watch it. Yeah, Fiona and Cake is one of those shows where, because like, because you know, it, it's still made for a younger audience, right? It's one of those shows where when I watch it, I think if I was still a little girl and I watched this, <laughs> this would have meant the world to me. And that's the kind of stuff I really appreciate because I think little girls would be watching this now and this would mean so much to them as they grow up and think about it, you know? So I just mm. really appreciate that kind of show, especially Fiona and Kate, because I just know it's, that's why I like Uta so much. And it's why I like the fact that Uta exists because I care very much for little girls wanting to see themselves yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in shows they watch. So the fact Oda made, I feel like for sure Oda made Uta for his daughters. Because yeah. the fact so many young girls just love Uta in Japan, they love her. It's so heartwarming. <laughs> so yeah, just the sappy stuff, you know? Hell yeah, we love sappy stuff. I'm so stuff here for that. Uh, we mm-hmm. bounce around quite a bit. Is there anything you would like to focus on? Anything you want to get off your chest, egghead or otherwise? Oh gosh, like a confessional? <laughs> yeah. We have a confession we have channel. That on our server too. We have a confessional. <laughs> it can be an honor. confession. There's, there's I hate Sanji. You... I actually hate him and I have to pretend to like him all the time. No, I'm kidding, don't course. you lie to us, you fucking... Don't you walk in here and spit lies? What um, the hell? Oh, what I was going to say is, for the thing with Wano, but like there was a lot of running around and blah, blah, blah. Something I found with One Piece and something that is very beneficial to do is when you first watch One Piece, it sometimes the arcs, they feel like a mess. But it's not because yes. it's a mess in the sense that this is a mess. It's in the sense that there is a lot going on and you don't have a lot of context. Mm-hmm, so right. once yeah. you finish the arc... You get, because Oda doesn't immediately give you the answer. He never has. Nope. He will always nope. wait until usually the last moment. And that's when things connect. And you go, oh, same with Kaido. We have no idea what the hell Kaido's deal is about. And then we get it at the very, very, very end, because that's the point. So my biggest like thing that I think people should do is it is so beneficial to go back and rewatch or reread arcs because when you have that context, Absolutely. you suddenly see things so much clearer. Mm. It doesn't feel like a mess anymore because you know where everything's coming from now. And that's why One Piece has such a good like rewatch, reread ability and it's on purpose. So you can watch or read One Piece over and over and over and over again. You will always get something out of it i'm constantly re-watching and re-reading one piece because you know i'm making videos on it yeah. <laughs> i will yeah, always yeah, see something new no matter what i will always see something new because there's so much happening all the time but when you have the context it fits into place when you reread it and you go oh my god that makes sense now and it's just such a good thing to do so while wano felt like a lot of running around if you reread it or rewatch it, at least in my experience, because I did this with Punk Hazard, because I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Punk Hazard. <laughs> you then re, I then reread it, and I went, oh, this feels so less messy now. This all makes so much more yeah, sense now. Right, no, for so sure. One face 100% benefits from being looked over again. Like once you finish yeah. an arc, go back and read that arc again, <laughs> and you'll be re-read like, ah. rewatch. Exactly. I do it all the time. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite pastimes. And with the new world or like with these current arcs, it feels like you almost also have to go back and reread the like arc that it kind of mirrors or, you know, mm. like with uh, this current one with Sabaudi. Like, I feel like I need to go back right now and read uh, Sabaudi again uh, yeah. to catch all the context for that. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, to see if you can find like any other like major character relationship oh, quirks that dude, were demonstrated from back in Sabaody for Island, sure. I, when I watched Hawkeye Island, I immediately went back and watched the Baratier and I cried because I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. Why Sandy is so fucked up when he, because like, the anime really, really... I can fit really, so much trauma in this exactly, blonde hair, boy. The anime really, really benefited because so many people were like, oh my God, it's just a filler episode. But when they showed the Baratier scenes of them on the rock through Whole Cake Island, that was such a good idea because you are seeing directly where this broken boy now is coming from. Yeah. Because Sanji was broken before Zeph. Because why the hell would a child ask an adult, why are you being nice to me? This is a child. What do you mean a kid's asking an adult, why are you being nice to me? This is a kid mm-hmm, who was on a ship mm-hmm. all by himself with other adults on like a, a sailing marine ship or something. I don't even know what he was on. And he was biting Zeph's leg and saying, no, I won't die. I refuse to die here. Where is this visceral determination and and anger coming from in this kid? Because it wasn't from Zeph. Where is Sanji's constant self-sacrificing coming from? You'd understand if it was just for Zeph, but it's not. It's for Luffy. It's for Robin. It's for Nami. It's for Zoro. Why doesn't he care about himself? And then you get it. You get it all from Whole Cake Island. It was just so, it's so beneficial to go back and rewatch these arcs. And once you get more context, everything just comes back together. More. Oh, for sure. Oh, the Barate is probably my most rewatched arc and reread. Yeah, mine, arc. mine too at this point. Well, I think we are closing in on that time. I think we've covered everything we originally planned to talk about. I mean, uh, even and that's some. Um, a extra. I I think I think we can move on to our next thing. Our our next thing in this podcast. Uh if, if if we are ready. Yeah. Uh we we're not going to say the part that's uh in quote that's just for you Mel uh but what? Justin, do you mind reaching your hand in this bag? Sure. Uh, I brought the grab bag this week. I did not bring the garb gab. Fuck a the garb gab. A miscalculation on my part, honestly. Yeah, it, honestly garb. it is. So garb we are, we are never using the garb gab ever again as long oh, as I'm here. Here's the grab bag. Please reach your hand in now. it. We'll be back on Monday. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's fucking stupid. And I like the grab bag. And it's much better. Anyway, anyway, can you please? Um, I'm in the bag. Um, Okay. He's got to have the last word. He's always got to have the last word. What am I feeling in here exactly? Well, I so I thought it would be a good idea since we have uh, our guest here this week. Um, I decided to go ahead and fill the bag with a bunch of koalas this year. Uh, sorry, uh, not this year. Uh, just don't this reach episode. into that bag, bro. You're gonna get chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. So, my hand's uh, been here the entire time. It's oh, actually funny that uh, Mel mentions chlamydia. So whatever koala that you grabbed first, so they are all they're littered with chlamydia. It like like it's it's ravenous. Can now sorry, can when I you be look real? at your hand? For a second, I thought you were going to say, it's funny you mentioned chlamydia because I have chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do now, not for sure. Uh, Right, Uh, so what's important here is that the chlamydia-infested koalas um, are now have infected Justin. Justin, do you mind uh, reading the rash that is forming on your hand? Right, right. Um, like my eczema rash or the chlamydia rash. I got a, a couple different things. The, the chlamydia one, the the one, the one with the yes, the chlamydia rash. Gotcha, gotcha, Thank gotcha. You, Justin. Okay, if I hold on, I gotta, I gotta like parse through the eczema here. You know, there, there, there's like pages and pages. Right. Of it. Okay. Um, maybe you should have reached in without the eczema hand. Why? Why did you do it's that? It's literally everywhere. I don't know what you're on about. Anyway, uh, the chlamydia reads <laughs> okay. Miss Valentine Award. Uh huh. And- oh, Miss Val. Oh, Miss Valentine Award. Oh, okay. Well, okay. great. Um, why are you surprised? You, so, you go here. Uh, you work here. Yeah. 
For those uh, who are unaware, uh, and probably only one person is unaware of what the Miss Valentine Award is, uh, we vote on our least liked character for a given set of episodes. Now, uh, we are unfortunately not watching episodes for this uh, particular uh, cast that we've done this evening. So we decided to put it upon ourselves to just say we are going to do our least favorite character in Egghead. And we are going to do our least favorite character for all of One Piece. So to start with, who do we feel takes the biggest L for Egghead first? It has to be Saturn, right? Does anyone have stark opinions? According to Twitter, it's Sanji. It's always Sanji. (laughs) It's not Sanji. Get out of here. Todd, because there's not a character I like hates. Like So this is what I would propose. Yes. I think I think villains are an easy answer. They are because you're we're meant to dislike to them. them. <laughs> Someone so in the chat I... said useless Captain Mid. I'm sorry. It's so funny. <laughs> we're not putting useless Captain I Mid. I don't Captain hate him. Mid. I feel bad for him. There's a difference. Uh, I for my for my vote, I am taking Saturn and York off the table because I feel like they successfully did their job as antagonists and villains uh during their time on screen. I think the one I actually do maybe feel like giving a Valentine award to might be Stussy. What? No! I think I no! think, Why? I Why think do you hate Stussy. our beautiful queens? What did women ever do to you? Who's using this? Brendan, who's using this word your hate? Feminism? Who's using this word hate? Brendan, Brendan, did you not okay. even watch the Barbie movie? What is going I on here? I did watch the Barbie movie. I liar. Saying, trust me, I can. I've, I've got an entire version of me singing fucking enough to prove it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think Stussy had a lot of very interesting qualities and a lot of very complex character driven plot elements that surrounded her and were provided by her. Where has she been? And I don't feel like any of the context that has been given to her character in this arc has had any major relevance thus far to be fair the arc is not done yet (laughs) correct which is why this is not a hate bid this is not an i hate this character this is not a i I wish they were off my screen this is a i feel like of all of the characters we have thus far in the arc at its maturity that we have it in i think stussy is the only one within character arc that i don't think has had a good enough purpose to dictate the amount of complexity that has been given to her Hmm. As of right now, I think these are all valid criticisms, but I'm going to say you're wrong. Uh, I have an actual hot take. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, That's fine. <laughs> I think someone worth considering is uh, Mr. Stella himself, Dr. Vegapunk, the OG. Oh, no. What are you guys saying? I literally don't have anyone that like I feel icky towards. So this is like every time someone says something, I'm like, I'd be shot. Like, no, not that. We've been listening to Mel. We've been listening yeah. to Mel joyously child. talking not about One Piece for, for two hours. And now you're telling her to tell, <laughs> to spread hate. What are you doing? I love Dr. Vegapunk. I love his story. Wait, actually, Tell me why, because I can probably debate this because I feel like I know why. But do do tell. So I don't like I'm not super passionate in this position, but it's something I kind of hold. I what I find interesting about Vegapunk's character is prior to his full reveal on Egghead, he's been this uh, pseudo mythological creature throughout the series. Right. And from my perspective, Vegapunk has constantly been uh, framed in my mind as, you know, a world genius, but a genius and scientific uh, in in 
you know, inventor or whatever, who doesn't seem to stop and think about like, he, he's down for science no matter what. He says, if we can do it, we should do it. Or rather, uh-huh. if I can do it, I'm going to do it. But he never really stops to think, should I do it? And that's something I always, that, that that's something that's like, Okay. Quote unquote irks me. But well, like, yeah, it's see, a I do you hate like. Vegapunk or do you just hate that trope in his character? It's not the trope. I think the trope is consistent. I think it makes him a better character. But like, he's going to hold an L if that's the case. That's what I'm saying. If, if this, in the context of Ms. Valentine Award, I'm going to nominate this guy oh, because this guy's let me down. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a minute. So we're giving people L's for what they've done in the arc. Uh, that is a way that we can give the Valentine Award. Any any way that you give the <laughs> okay. award any way is with totally this negativity. <laughs> so can I go next? I have something horrible to say. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm giving the L to Zoro because he's stuck with Luchi. Sorry, that's just how it has to be. Why is he over there? Why is he over there? Hurry up. He's trying You've got to your look captain cool. and your fellow wing getting fucked up by Saturn right now. Luchi is chump change. Don't stop <laughs> fucking around with him. You've got more Jimbe's on his to way. deal with. Jimbei's on his way. way. He's gonna, need, he's gonna... Do you need Jimbei to finish the fight with the next cat for you? Like he did back in fucking Wano Zoro? You can't handle one fucking stop leopard? I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. If Zoro does hand over the fight to Jinbe, that's gonna be a huge win to me because I like seeing Zoro reach out. I love seeing that. So I thought you were gonna say I help... like seeing Zoro fans suffer. <laughs> 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 because like something that like I feel separates me from a lot of the I'll say fight-centric One Piece fans is I enjoy characters when they're at their lowest in a fight and I enjoy when they ask for help. I enjoy seeing Sanji losing and then need that help. I enjoy seeing Zoro losing and realizing he needs some help. I like when the Straw Hats reach out for each other mid-fight. So if Zoro reaches out to Jinbe or Jinbe reaches out to Zoro or Jinbe says, I'll take over this, the rest of them need you up there. That's a huge win to me for both of these characters because I like seeing this crew work together. So it's like, yes. take on the fucking cat. Let Zoro deal with the biggest things that he clearly needs to deal with because Luchi is just they're just on the side right now. And it's like, oh my God, Saturn is here. This it fight is here. actually hilarious. It's actually Literally. super hilarious that Zoro and, and, and Luchi are fighting. Why are they fighting? Insane. That. Well, I mean, they're fighting because Lucci's an asshole and he needs to be dealt with by somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Get Sandy shooting with a bubble gun. That's a problem so, solved. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so really Kaku, mo- that's my favorite panel in the whole egghead. It's Sandy shooting Kaku because Kaku is my favorite character, right? <laughs> and Sandy's my favorite. Yeah. So, suddenly, and- my, suddenly, currently, my biggest L to give is to Zoro because it's like, my man. This you you need to move on. Like this is <laughs> you your, need to do something here. important with your life. Exactly. What are you doing? I, I need you with the rest. Your captain needs you. Your fellow wing needs you. These people need you. Luchi's not important right now. Let Jimbe take that. I'm begging you to move Guys, on. <laughs> what if they leave Egghead without Zoran? He keeps fighting, you know. And he keeps fighting Luchi. Luchi. <laughs> they just fight Luchi for the rest of the arc. Zoran, what's going on over series. there? Oh my god, I'm struggling real bad, guys. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh, that I mostly great. agree with I you, but that. I'm not mad at Zoro, all right? I'm mad at Oda. Oda did this. <laughs> no, right? I'm not Make mad at Zoro. I'm not mad at him at all. I just have to give him the L for that because it's like, please, we need you, Zoro. We need you on the side of the island. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> and he's fighting to, like, <laughs> insane that we we see him rightfully struggle against King, who summoned five headed Kaido in attack mode and win that fight. Mm. And then and then you look at Luchi and you're like, bro, what's the problem? 
It's just a kitty cat. You fought like a damn near indestructible moon <laughs> god cat. alien thing. Actually, Insane. I, go, go on, I yes. did see it was really stop posting these memes in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I did see we, and we I thought I thought oh this God. was very funny because Luffy essentially bodied Luchi in like two seconds. I saw so many people go, Oh, well, Zoro's just gonna take Luchi out, it's just gonna be so easy. Cause there's this conception and idea that Zoro and Luffy are on the same level. Which is not of course. because they both have the gener- worst generation title, right? Yes, that know. is something. But Luffy is still the captain. Zoro has said he will not follow a man weaker than him, or he sees that he thinks he's stronger than he wouldn't. Are you power be. scaling right now? No, narratively power scaling. I'm narratively power scaling. Don't tell her. My I, I'm point- sorry, my, my brain yeah. turned off, and I'm hearing you say what sounds like power scaling. No, no, this is the most interesting power scaling I've heard. Keep going. My, my, my point is Zoro. My point is Zoro has said point blank, I will not be. I will not work under someone or follow someone who is weaker than me. So why in the world would Luffy be Zoro's captain if Zoro could just do what Luffy does, but in the same time? You know what I mean? He can't. That's the point. This is from a narrative point of view. So when he started struggling with Luchi and a lot of Zoro fans went, what? But Luchi got taken out by Luffy in 10 seconds. All I have to say to that is, what were you expecting? (laughs) Why were you expecting for this to be easy for Zoro? Because it was easy for Luffy when we've been told time and time and time again Luffy is meant to be the big shot here because he's the captain. <laughs> I hear That's everything just how you're it saying. works narratively. I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense, and oh I agree. Oh my gosh. My position is largely rooted in the idea that Luchi ain't shit, bro. Why, why are you struggling with this cat? Luchi should be yeah, fine. That's my opinion. <laughs> why, is a, why is a kitty cat holding you up? He's a kitty. That's what I'm saying. He's just a kitty cat. He's a little kitty cat with a little Sunday, Sunday one-shotted Kaku with a bubble gun. That's all I that need to so know. That was so funny. How absolutely funny would it be if Sanji said, fuck, I gotta go get Zoro, and then he just <laughs> shots <shorts. laughs> uh, Luchi with the bubble gun and says, come on, I big man, we so gotta get him. We gotta head over to Saturn. (laughs) Holds his hand and walks him over. I just want the bubble gun. I just want him to use it more. I I hope he brings it brings it with him home. Yeah, the fact that when and Zoro were like scaling each other up and then Sanji went all right, we're sorry, we just gotta go. It's just we don't have the time. We gotta go, honey. I don't no, Oda went, I need Sanji for the for the main event and I can't afford to have him anywhere else. So yeah. just we're just gonna bubble gun Kaku. Sanji going and bubble gunning Luchi is like Sanji going to the supermarket to find Zoro. He's like, Come on, baby, we're go we're going home now. You can't do yeah, this exactly. anymore. No, you can't have yeah, the candy. There's dinner at home. Fully, yeah, I'm fully expecting Jim Bear to take over the fight. Because like I said, Zoro is needed, you know? I'm not saying this in a way like, oh, Zoro's just a weak chump. I'm saying that he, like, something big will probably happen when Zoro gets over there because he's a core to the monster tree or he needs something to be there. Big. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I have no doubt in my mind Jimbe will take over the Luchi fight so Zoro can attend much more important matters than holding <laughs> off Luchi from killing the other straw hats. Lucky, <laughs> uh, do you have a nomination? So all right. Well, who else has got a Valentine? By the way, <laughs> I think Luki, this is very difficult. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I wait. Wait. I, I need to think about the characters that we have. Um, uh-huh. So I'm, I'm handing out L's. I mean, most yeah, L's you can do to it that me. Way. I feel the same way. Like Mel. Like you know, when a character is at their lowest, or you know, I find that to be a W. But um, I don't know. Like, give me characters. I don't know who <laughs> you're. Oh, you're. Oh uh, my god. Oh my god. I need to say this. York is the worst character in this arc. She killed. 
she killed Daft Punk and she took she Daft Punk away Daft from Punk. me a second time and I will never forget that's, her. Okay, that's to, pretty fucked. I'm very, agree. I'm very torn on it because I love Daft Punk. I'm a Daft Punk fan. However, I also love women being evil and devious and disgusting. <laughs> so it was kind of a weird a weird tear for me and I was like, well, right, she did kill Daft Punk, but that... she is a woman, so... Don't you think killing Daft Punk is just like one like evil doer too far? Like one evil doer too for far? Me. <laughs> well, here's my like, thing. I don't think Shuck is dead. I think he's going to come back in the other Daft Punk helmet. I don't think he is. Wait, wait, wait. What if he does? Shuck, does? Is Shaka human? So is Shaka made of human flesh? I have. I don't. I don't know. I honestly That's don't know question. what the hell. So because it's like all we see is his helmet. We've never seen his face. We just saw his helmet get shot through. I'm 100% expecting him to come back with the other Daft Punk helmet on and go, well, no, I survived because of this. Like, I've never I've thought this of this. Be- I thought he was dead. I was so upset and sad when I saw him in the anime. I was like, there's the man that dies and, and now I, you're giving I, me hope. I, yeah, I honestly don't think he's dead because here's the thing. I see so many times, oh, fake out death, fake out death. And I used to wonder, Pearl's like the worst fake out death. Like he honestly is a fake out death, but I still like that he's, that he's alive. But fake out deaths in One Piece... I saw what happened to Kid, right? The mm-hmm. amount of people that genuinely thinks Kid is dead is why fake out deaths keep happening. Because people <laughs> I, I will think, say this. Oh, they're dead. I don't think Kid's dead. I don't think Shuck is dead. That's I have true. no doubt when or if Shaka comes back, you're gonna get people going fake out death because they just thought he was dead. <laughs> okay. My my only like point to put back in there in Wano when Oda killed fucking uh both uh god i forget both their fucking it names was ashura and uh the other guy Izo. Izo. his name is Izo. so the it's not that i don't believe in fake out deaths anymore but he he did kill two people in wano and in my very like lackluster opinion he didn't give them like a big like send-off in their demises so in my mind it's almost feel it almost feels like as a writer he's he might be like going backwards where he's willing to just start fucking killing fuckers and i don't i don't know where the line is anymore he really threw me through a loop with those two at this point i can never be sure what is a fake out anymore honestly it's the fact to me that Daft Punk has two members, so I'm like, okay, <gasps> where's the other helmet? Right. So I'm, fu- I'm fully oh expecting him to come back with the other helmet because where's I, I, the other I helmet? I do think Shaka's probably alive. Yeah, <laughs> the I only think Shaka thing, walks this one off. The only thing I really guessed for the Egghead arc is Shaka's helmet's going to be gold because the Daft Punk one is silver. Oh uh, no, sorry, so Shaka's helmet's going to be silver. Because um, the actual Daft Punk helmet that he's wearing the shape is gold. And I'm like, Oda's definitely going to switch it around and make this one uh, silver. And then he's going <laughs> to the other one right gold. Now. I'm obsessed with right. this idea. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it happens or when it happens, uh, just remember me. Think about me. <laughs> I will. Sure, sure I will. I'm falling off the cliff. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In, in an attempt to give us a... Actual nominee that we can vote on more without going to numbers or anything like that. I painfully, reluctantly, uh huh, agree with Mel, uh-huh. and maybe wow. Zoro should get this award. Fucking sellout! He's a sellout. Fuck this guy. I want to go on the record to say that I'm mostly my own. All right, this is not Zoro's fault. He's simply a victim of this circumstances. Is a, you, wait a minute. I've just changed the mind of a Zoro fan about Zoro. I've just Honestly, moved the immovable incredible. object. That's crazy. <laughs> 
You've done it. I'm not your average <laughs> Zoro <laughs> fan, clearly. You have moved something immovable. He is small and full of mass, and you have managed to budge him. You are you are incredible. Honestly, I'm not mad at Oda for it, because like I said, I'm pretty sure the reason Zoro's currently being kept out of it is because there's going to be a boom when Zoro arrives. Because Zoro gets like one cool moment per arc. And him arriving at the actual fight will probably be his cool moment. I can see that. I think yeah. that, that's probably a so good So what I'm get. hearing Every is... Every time Zora pops on... up in a fight, it's literally a boom. Think so... of like Wano when he got back up. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> okay, ZKK, gone. Mm-hmm. ZKS, where S is Saturn. <laughs> I'm all in. All right. No. Oh, God. Okay. Good, no, luck. No, good luck. We've, we've, gone, we've gone too far. All right. In addition to this uh, this Valentine Award, because we are so uh, j- just so happy to do this, we're going to do it again. But this time, we're opening the floodgates. Who is your least favorite character? Who wins the biggest L award in the entire series? I, I went first last time, so I'm I'm not going yeah. first this time. I'll go first this time. Least favorite Please. character. I didn't used to think I have I had one, but um. Uh huh. Go ahead. Uh, I realized now it's the snot man, uh, from Doffy's. Oh, yeah. uh, trouble! It's fucking Respectable trouble, opinion. dude. Fuck trouble. trouble. All my homies hate trouble. Trouble is is interesting in theory, right? Like I do look at him and I see story through character design after his snot's gone, right? He's got chains around his hands and feet, so something's clearly going on there. But um Treble just here's something about me. I I hate snot. I hate boogers. <laughs> do you know that Pokemon cub chew that has a snot out its nose? <laughs> that yeah. should be cute, but Boogers and snot is so gross to me. Cubchoo is just a disgusting creature to me. I thought you were going to say that should be killed. You were talking like you want to kill this fucking cubchoo. No, I just can't. I can't look at it. It just makes me feel sick. Ew! It's just yucky. I don't like it. So when I see Treble and he's literally a snot man, I'm just disgusted. I'm like, eh, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I cannot take snot or boogers. But the character that takes the biggest L, it, it's got to be Garp for me. I'm sorry. The ace thing is just, again, I do not hate Garp. I really, really like his character, but he took such a big L. And he knows it. He took such a big L for that ace fiasco. So wow. i got to give him the L. Wow. All right. Well, fair enough. Okay. Well, we've, what, that was thank expected, you for those honestly. Options. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> I'm that here was for expected it. considering the, the, the time we spent talking about it this talking evening. Talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who else has a, a nominee for least favorite character in this fucking franchise? You know, uh, my <laughs> heart has always been on Akainu. Um, that that character is just like yeah. the most like hard stuck bad police officer I've seen in the series thus far. And I, I, I hated him the second he arrived on Ohara. Right, but you're supposed to hate him. You're I know. You're supposed to hate so him. So good on job on Oda. I hate that guy. That guy, fuck that guy. Kill this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Blew up a bunch of Ohara and uh, refugees. Irredeemable character. Fuck that guy. All right, uh, Lucky, do you uh, do, do you have an opinion on this? I'm trying to think of something fun to say here, but honestly, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I, Treble is honestly one of them. Uh, looking at chat uh, at all the the snot the gifts, snot and you'll you know re-traumatize yourself. Uh, I don't really know, honestly. I don't uh, think I have one. I will. 
I will regale everyone with my least favorite character oh, wait, in this judge, entire franchise. Judge, judge. I mean, he's not my... I, if, if we're talking about person who you hate, um, I mean, obviously, but if in terms of, like, character, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Judge. <laughs> judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I forgot about him. <laughs> in, a, in a really weird and fucked up way, Judge is a little bit funny because the fact that his kid was crying over his dead mother and he stepped on the flowers and said, stop grieving, idiot. When the first time I read Old like, Island, I was like, why... I was like, Oda, why is this so extreme? Like, seriously, so, I was always- I, I know, I understand why he's so extreme, because in my reality fantasy video, I explain how it's meant to, sim- like, it's meant to replicate an abusive household, but if you make it too real and make Judge a redeemable kind of character, that can be too close to home for a lot of people. So when you make them comically evil, you give the- ability to be able to have people who were in a situation like that to separate and be able to just see a story and a fantasy but if you choose to you can dig in and you can see like maybe through Sanji's eyes his brothers were emotionless maybe through Sanji's eyes his dad was just an irredeemable villain because he was abused by these people you know so it's like I see why they're over the top cartoonishly evil because otherwise it's it's too much. It's like a metaphor on top of a metaphor. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's giving you layers that you can choose to dig into if you want so you don't get too traumatized by it if you've been in that situation. So it's like, but at the same time, Judge just yelling at his six-year-old child for grieving for his dead mother is just the funniest thing so ever. It's so fucked up. It's just so ridiculously fucked up. Wow. All right. Well, I will uh, only, I, I don't, I think this is going to be an interesting, we're going to have to like vote on our, our actual options because uh, I'm throwing my favorite answer to this, Coterie. Fuck Coterie. He's the dumbest motherfucking Wait, dumb villain. One of the triplets from Skypea. motherfucker from Skypea. I hate him. I hate his fucking ticks. I literally I hate do not his know what you're talking about. Is you that the good. guy with the bubble? Bullford? You no, gotta show me a picture of this individual. I don't know who this is. It was Bull Guy. Coterie. It was Ball Guy. Cool guy? Ball Guy, correct. Oh. Yes, who was in the Bull Trial. Yeah. Oh, the one Luffy guy. hugged. Luffy hugged him and told him he was cool. I love that moment. <laughs> He's like, you're What you're are you really talking cool. about? <laughs> no, he hugged the dragon. The dragon. He hugged the dragon and said, this oh, is so oh, cool. It's, Sa- it's Satori. Satori. I'm I also, so sorry. I also remember him because I remember, God, Sanji's so cringe because he had the line where he was like saying something like, I'm going to cook you up and... Because <laughs> he see, he was like on the ball, he was about to deliver the final kick to kill him. But he said something like, "I'm gonna." This is what a chef does: they cook them up and they grill or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, "What is he saying?" This is that the cringiest. So it became a fighting food. <laughs> I love the scene. I was rewatching it recently because I tried to find the one the one scene where he's moaning because I know it's in Skype. I couldn't find the episode, and I, <laughs> I got to the episode, and it, he's just rambling about. I'm like, "What is he doing?" Yeah. <laughs> he's just talking to himself. He's so funny. He's hilarious. But yeah, no, I agree. This guy's. Uh, very annoying. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Why do we hate him though? I, what has he done? I, I hate him because I hate his voice. I hate his laughing tick. I hate his moveset. But he I gave a Sanji he... moment, funny Sanji Because moment. he kind of jumps around and goes, hee you can't touch me. I'm a silly little he's boy. So hey, I'm a birthday boy. Enough. Like he's like that. <laughs> and then of course, he has two fucking brothers who are actually named Hotori and Kotori. And so we get a redux of this stupid motherfucker <laughs> later in the arc. No, I hate him. I hate all of them. Fuck all of them. They're the worst. Anyway, that that's my least favorite character. But in the they're series. round. The round, <laughs> round is friend shaped. I like, Listen. I like him. I'm just gonna be contrarian. I say I love them all. You can I be give them all my love. Lucky. I can assure you, you if you go back contrary. to Skypea, right. you will hate them. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm just saying because I, I feel too much love in my heart. Pick. But also, fuck these <gasps> Thank ball you so trio. Much. 
I am. Who the fuck played? Can I couch t- can I tell a funny thing <laughs> about the Sunday morning that is really hilarious to me? My friend and I were watching a video essay about the Barbie, you know, the animated Barbie movies from the two thousands. The you know, yes. And there's an otter in there who moans. Oh, while they he's give talking. it to me. Yes, give I it to know me. What you mean. <laughs> yeah. The weasel. <laughs> Sorry, I just moaned. Uh, I just wanted to show you like what it sounds like. Um, it told Someone my friend. I was like, my desire to bring up One Piece at every opportunity. I was like. Did you know that there is a One Piece character who talks exactly like this? She was like, what the fuck? And I just showed her without any... She she doesn't know anything about the story. She knows they're pirates. She's not interested. I've tried, but like, she's not interested. And I show her this Sanji <laughs> clip of him moaning while chopping onions. And she thinks this is the funniest fucking shit. And she she imitates him all day. And she's like, play it again. <laughs> And I'm like, play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Then, play that shit again. I, I have two roommates. One of them's a One Piece fan. The other one's not. But we'll be watching things. And then, like, she knows everything about One Piece because, like, I've told her everything. Because of you. But we'll be watching something and something will happen. And I will, like, purse my lips to say something. And she looks over to me and say, don't. Don't say it. And I go, okay. Because <laughs> she knows I'm going to say that's just like Sanji. <laughs> I mean, well. this is a disease. There is a Sandy <laughs> disease where you see his face everywhere. You literally see the blonde. The spirals have drove it. I, I this, you yeah. can make a horror movie about this, where the spirals. Yeah. There is I mean, a there horror is. manga about this called <laughs> Uzumaki. Oh my yeah. fucking god! <laughs> Dude, this this grab bag has turned into Sanji Cast 2.0. What what is happening? <laughs> no, I see to spirals. Me, I don't do it. Just Sanji go. Well, that's so One Piece, and she always goes, "Mel, come on." <laughs> <laughs> But everything oh, is so boy. One Piece because, you know, One Piece mm-hmm. is up in everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so is Sanji. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all that being said, I think I'll pivot my vote to Treble so we can at least have a winner for this award. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations, Woo-hoo. Treble. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you for being the snottiest motherfucker in the, in, in oh, the show. I also have to say, to be less predictable, I also got to give the biggest L award to Doffy because when... Biggest L. He has to take the biggest L, surely. Yes, he does. When not, because he's got three moments that I would say are the biggest L. First biggest okay. L is getting absolutely just punched by Luffy to the point that smile is wiped off his stupid fucking face because he goes, yeah. oh shit. Because he, he realizes, oh my God, I flew too close to the sun. The second one is... <laughs> Get it? The second one, which is so funny, is when he's watching Sabo fighting in the Colosseum, but Luffy is in the castle, and they say to him, Master Doffy, Luffy's in the castle, and he stares at Sabo. It's clearly not Luffy on the screen and says, what are they talking about? Luffy's in the Colosseum. It's obviously not <laughs> Luffy. You can see his blonde hair under his helmet. Why and that always made me laugh. You, you are literally parroting this same outrage to the point where you are calling out the blonde hair that Christian <laughs> had over Del Flamingo in this moment. He was like, who the fuck is that in the Coliseum? And was, then Christian's like, what do you mean? It was such a Bugs Bunny moment because he was like, wait a minute. If Luffy's in the castle, then who's in the Coliseum? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, oh, Oh my god it was such an idiot doffy moment and the funniest l that he took in my opinion and this is like the first time that the smile really got wiped off his face is when usopp of all people beat sugar and all the slaves yeah. were turned back and all the snail phones were ringing and Doflamingo was sweating because he was stressed and he went oh my god because he just realized he'd been bamboozled by the straw hats in that moment 
And Doffy taking L's is my favorite thing ever because he's such a loser and he really deserves that, in my opinion. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, well, that's fair. That's very fair. All yeah, right. I'm here We've for giving him L's. Mm. We we've made it to the end of our uh, grab bag. Uh, we we don't have much left uh, on the, the the schedule for the evening. Uh, we'll lean into uh, one thing that we do like to do when we have guests is we'll always give a suggestion. That's actually one of our grab bags. But since you are a guest and we don't often have you or ever have you, please give us a suggestion. It could be anything. It could be a book, a video game, uh, a, a series, uh, your favorite type of rice. A, a sports thing that you like to do. A favorite type of rice. By all means, give us a suggestion that you think the world <laughs> should know more about. Hey guys, how do we feel about Yowie? Uh, we, um, I'm very. Pu- oh. We have a. I'll let you know. We have a dedicated. We have three. No, we have four we dedicated do have three channels. Dedicated Yowie for channels Yowie in, our server. in this server: Cult of Snodge, Love for Law, Crocus Milk, Thick Boy. It so, is all you know. Yowie, all of it. <laughs> it literally is. So we are very much That's accepting so funny. that. I said that more as a jerk, but um. It's uh, it's not a joke. You, oh, I saw your tweet about Yowie's about serious to me. Shipping is a joke to you? Am it's I a, a joke, joke to you? To me. It's like a hobby to me. I just have fun with it. Uh but um I don't know. Oh boy, look L- L- he's look he's picking up the pitchfork. Put it down, Lucky. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just kidding. Um I don't I don't know. I don't know what to suggest. Uh oh my Bojack God. Horseman, of course, but uh it's very it's very serious, Bojack Horseman, so uh, it's definitely not for everyone. Um Devilman Crybaby. Just Devilman in general. Holy shit. You will see the roots of so many manga in our day and age. So many especially the themes of Christianity and manga. Um. If you read the original <laughs> Devilman, that's all where it stemmed from. Gonagai, I believe is the author's name. He is like the literal godfather of so many different manga and, and anime like uh, storylines and tropes and anything that you really see today. So when I saw that Saturn in One Piece was like clearly a devil represents right like Mm -hmm. the pentagram Uh the symbolism around them i'm thinking oh my god is odor about to pull a devil man i would be so excited if he Mm -hmm. went down the uh the demons the devils the satan route with the elders i really 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 want that to be the case because even satan's design really screams of the devils in devil man just how just sharp and buggish and fucked up it looks like it's scary looking it really feels like devil man in my opinion uh sorry i recommend devil man to everyone i love devil man all the series devil man crybaby is the most recent one and it's a masterpiece in my opinion um okay. bob's burgers as well because i see tina there i watch bob's burgers every day <laughs> <laughs> every day I love bob's Bur- every don't, day don't, I do. don't mind the is chat this your, the, is, the chat. is this your go to sleep show that you fall no, no, asleep to I, I, my go to sleep show and this is so embarrassing it's family guy it's it's not because i like family guy it's because anything i watch i will always pay attention to family guy is so stupid and so mind-numbing and so nonsensical right it's the perfect white noise for me mm. so i just fall asleep to uh peter griffin going <laughs> in my ear <laughs> and it's uh <laughs> for me it's shrek too that's my sleeping and not because it's I, dumb but because you know the same thing see you can I, just... I just pay too much attention to shrek too <laughs> if i do it every time you're like I'm damn it i'm watching yes! again that's kind of what I, happens to me too that's why i have insomnia yeah there you go what? you gotta put on family guy <laughs> Lookie, wait, get some sleep stop watching shrek too <laughs> but uh um i don't know i don't really have much else oh 
And the dish, my favorite food ever, it's salt and bocca. It's an Italian dish. Look it up and uh, uh, make it for yourself. It's delicious. Uh, that's about it. That's my suggestions for life. For what to watch. What All to right. eat. For life. I have one well, we teeny tiny it. quick question. How do you yes, feel about Vegemite? I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I hate oh, it. <laughs> somebody call fucking Funky. We got to get him right now so that he can hear this. We need when to it make comes sure. to Australians and Vegemite, it's half half. Really? Some of us like it. Oh, some, yeah, it's not an old thing. Like in oh, my house right boy. now, my two roommates, <laughs> one of them hates it. The other one loves it. I I do not like Vegemite. The only time I eat Vegemite is on just destroyed with butter toast with like a spot of Vegemite <laughs> and that's it. But then like why even have it at that point? Just do Exactly. So I don't eat it. <laughs> so, so that you right. can be a true Australian. You just have to, you have to have a little bit of it, you know? <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, I'm not a Vegemite fan. Sorry. Sorry, Australians. Nope, that's fine. No, you don't have to apologize to the rest of that prison nation or whatever. This is totally fine. (laughs) This is the correct answer. We are glad that you have not strayed too far from the path. uh, And we appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. uh, We do have a note here to water the tree. Uh, She has watered the tree. We have proof of it. Uh, It's very stressful. (laughs) You fucks in in the Discord keep watering it. So we couldn't have her water. We have to wait 25 minutes now, which I guess we could do. <laughs> I don't think we should. That sounds like a lot, I would be honest. I'm having Just a chill. lot of fun, but I I feel like we've been going on for many hours now. I don't know three. how long. Yeah, nearly three. I don't understand how time passes right now, but... Uh, it's 4 a.m. Yeah, for time, me. Yeah, time to be Goodness. crazy like that. And we should probably be careful to pour Lucky in her time. No, it's not uh, me. So- I'm just thinking about, you know, all of us, <laughs> just our sanity. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a uh, designated section. We don't know how long this is going to last. We are doing listener questions from the chat. Uh, And for the sake of... Okay, so I don't know. Did did everyone in the chat even know this was going to happen? We've lost a few people since we started the recording, probably because they didn't think it was going to be two and a half hour long recording. Well, joke's on you, fuckers! Hey, well, I put a question mark there. So I didn't know we got this questions. Far. Oh, oh, is this a question mark? Oh, are we not doing this? I mean, we could. Oh, there's we could a question end. mark there. Uh, I guess we don't have to committed. do it. Oh, damn. Should I take this away from the team after I just promised them? Does anyone have any burning questions before we we, we nix How it? How about we ask if Go Mel ahead. even this wants to answer these questions? You know, been three hours. I'm sure she oh, wants yeah, to eat I'm lunch. Happy. <laughs> if anyone has questions, I'm uh, I'm happy to. I'm, give, I'm giving this chat like three <laughs> seconds to say I have a question at least, even if they don't even put post a question. What is Mel's favorite vegetable? <laughs> Potato. Potato. Easy question. No, Next. Easy. easy question. Beautiful. Uh, Zosan or Lusan? Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to draw a line in the sand. I mean, me personally, I'm more of a a, a Lusan kind of guy, but that's God. just that's just me. Can I be so for real? Um, uh, I physically cannot see those three characters without each other, <laughs> which is why it's really hard for me to answer. So you're a Zolu. So Zolu. It can be called Luz. anything. But um, it's just hard because like you can have Zosan together because of course they're the wings. I really like them together in but both a platonic and a romantic in any kind of sense. But you just know that they're going to be thinking about Luffy all the time because, <laughs> because they're that's both why they're the wings. And then you look at Luffy and Sanji, but then it feels oh, like but something's missing. It feels like they're <laughs> missing a piece. Then you look at Zoro and Luffy and it's like, these two would be like, well, where's my where's my sake? Where's my food? They'd be talking about Sanji all the damn time. So it's like, it's hard to put them together in their own circles because it's like, they just feel like they they'd miss a piece without all three of them there. 
So that's a really hard wow. question to answer. It depends what I'm in the mood for. It's like beer or wine, champagne or wine. <laughs> Do I feel like Zosan today? Do I feel like Lusan today? Hold it's on, hard. better question. You said beer or wine first. Which one's the beer and which one's the wine? All right, that's this is what oh, I want to know. Beer, beer is a hundred percent Zosan. It's cheap. It's quick. <laughs> it's just you down it, you're done. Wine, Lusan is the wine. You just savor it. You take some time. You go, oh, this is exquisite. You know it takes its time to be able to settle in you. Definitely, definitely Lusan is the wine. Oh my god, I love it. That's a fantastic answer. I don't know what I expected, but that was, that was is more like, than what I've ever asked. Zosan to me is like a cheap, quick, but intimate, like, you know, experience. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, you oh, yeah, feel so much through it, but it's messy. Like, that's exactly what it's Zosan savory. is to me. It's, ran- it's savory. No, I was going to say rancid. It's not rancid. Sorry, I don't know where that is. Zosan where that is what you from. shoot back, like, five times over, and then you're fucked, and you black out drunk, and then you wake up and go, oh my god, what happened last night? <laughs> uh, okay, here's, a, here's another question. This, I don't know if this will be quick, but okay, so I have a notorious list of episodes because I love rewatching the series. I have a list of episodes that are that number about 23-ish now, I think, because the last time I counted them, uh, that I will rewatch when I'm in sad boy Brendan Hours, which just amounts to me being drunk in my own home, uh, <laughs> and I want to just feel sad for a minute. Do you have any sad person hours episodes that you like to rewatch or do you just like you know you don't really have like episodes you cherry pick you just rewatch series when you fucking date well please um sad person hour episode would 100 percent be oh god i feel like i'm tearing up just thinking about it oh, uh nummy's oh. arlong park yeah. episodes of course mm. where she yells arlong's name and stabs herself in the arm god you just feel so i really feel a strong connection to nummy not because of course i've been through what i what she's been through because I'm the little sister in my family. And um, a lot of the time, the older sibling is given this role of, well, they're the, the protector. They're the one that must do everything. And Nojiko does that, but she does that for Nami, you know, because Nami is her little sister and Nami needs that support. But what I feel like is not talked about in terms of younger sisters, younger siblings, is younger siblings also do as much as they can to want to help and support the family. It's not the same for everyone, but a younger sibling feels like, in my own experience, feels like we need to grow up faster. We need to become independent faster because we're watching mm-hmm. our older sibling hitting those milestones. We're watching our parents be proud of our oldest, older sibling hitting these different milestones. Again, it is different for everyone. I'm not saying this is the same sibling experience, but Nami putting so much of the village on her shoulders, feeling guilty for saying like, oh, I get given hand-me-downs, feeling feeling like guilty for Bellame can provide for her sister, but not for her because yeah. she's the second one. Like that felt very real to me. You sometimes really mm-hmm. feel that guilt as a younger sibling as would it just be easier if, you know, I weren't around sometimes. I'm not, it's like, I'm not depressed in that sense or anything, but that is just sometimes a feeling you get as the second in the family or the second child, I suppose. Um, so mm-hmm. Nami, when she goes through this experience of she did everything she can, she didn't want the help. She doesn't want to rely on people because she feels like a burden. Otherwise, if she does that, she doesn't want people to suffer, you know, because of her. But that doesn't happen that she breaks down. Like, I feel like I've had those moments before where the world has just crashed down on my shoulders because I'm doing too much at once and I can't handle mm-hmm. it. 
And I didn't ask for the help because I didn't think I should because I thought, well, I need to be independent. And then, of course, that happens. So when that happens to Nami, I just feel such a connection to it. And just, oh, God, it really chokes me up because it's like, God, I really like Nami a lot. Wow. And I really like what Relatability and good character writing. Who would have exactly. fucking thought? And of course, uh, Zoro's experience with Queener as well, only because I really, really like Zoro's story with Queener because I feel the point of Zoro's episode is there are things that are, that are out of your control. No matter how strong you are, no matter what you do, things will happen. And Kuina was one of them. While it is like somewhat implied that Kuina may have committed suicide, because that's the metaphor, that was nothing Zoro could do anything about. Zoro could have been the strongest swordsman in the world at that point. Kuina was out of his control. I feel like the point of Zoro's story there was the world can be cruel. The world can take people away from you. And you see, this is where Zoro feels like he gets his harsh protection for his loved ones from because he wants to do everything he can to have control, to be able to protect the people he loves so they don't end up like another Kuina. And it's just so sad to watch a little boy have to realize that, you know, like he was so young and he feels like he's not allowed to cry. So when he starts crying, it just feels so much like this is just how the world is sometimes. It's not fair. And that's just sometimes what it is. It just, I don't know, it hurts, you know? Like, yeah. So the Zoro episode really got to me. And of course, Sanji on the rock as well, because um, the Sanji's connection to food and to starving, it's so disturbing seeing a little boy, you know, on the edge of starvation on a mm -hmm. rock like that, especially in the manga when he sees a ship, but it's raining, so he can't flag it down. That was heartbreaking. Sunday's story on the rock is just so sad. God, there's so much. Then there's Law's story in Flevance as well. Kotazon mm -hmm. as well. Sanji's second story in Holgeek Island, Robin's story originally in Ohara. Not the burning of Ohara, but just her life before that happened was still so sad because she had no family. Or no family that loved her, I suppose. No friends or anything because she was seen as weird. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Nummies especially, though, really, really, really gets me again just because I'm the little sister of my family and I truly do feel that weight that yeah. she felt. And I understand, you know, the feelings that she went through, essentially. So, yeah, Nami definitely, her story got to me the most. That was so beautifully I, said. I like, I, I really liked how you explain that that was really oh, thank you <laughs> i've never I heard found... anyone connect to nami like i've never heard anyone like actually talk about nami in that sense for some reason um i don't know it really uh i feel like a lot of well, people relate to characters but yeah nami is in particular just feels like kind of I, I don't hear a lot of talk like that about nami yeah well the sibling role tends to be forgotten about ever since making the ace video it's made me think a lot more about siblings in one piece and the sibling roles we see in One Piece, because Reiju is a huge example of that. She's a definite example of she's the older sister that has to be out of the way because the younger ones are getting all the attention. But of course, Sanji's a part of those younger ones to show, but there's a pressure there. If you do not perform, you're kicked out, essentially. You're a black sheep of the family. So mm -hmm. ever since the Ace video, it's made me think so much about the sibling roles in One Piece that we see. And Nami's just like, when I think about hers, again, it just really struck with me simply because I'm the younger sibling of my family. And I feel like that's something to be considered when we think about these characters. Like Luffy being a little brother, 
is something to consider. Law being originally an older brother is something to consider. All that kind of stuff. Hiyori being a younger sister as well. Again, that's why I really like Hiyori. I have a really big connection and, and like heart. My heart goes out to the younger sisters that I see in One Piece. Because again, that's me. <laughs> you know, I think I actually forgot Hiyori was his younger right. sister. She Her role... Uh, kind of changes to big sister or she has to put on like you know big shoes or whatnot i, guess that's I would disagree with that only because momo all the time he always has to be the big brother right mm. he's never allowed to be the younger one he needs to grow up fast that's the point of momo you know like you are that's the true. shogun mm-hmm. you have to be be you know our one in power at the moment hiyori being the sister that essentially has to keep things level and keep things safe and do her job quietly while the older sibling needs to grow and needs to flourish. It's exactly as I was saying. I feel a connection to that. She can't become the shogun, but she still does everything she can to essentially work behind the scenes to be able to help her older brother. And that's just a sibling thing sometimes. That's just sometimes how it is. But Hiyori loves her brother. She loved her family. So she didn't see that as anything traumatizing. She saw that as something she could at least do for her brother and for her family, being the youngest in the family. And I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very well. All right. We have two more questions. Uh, if you remember it, what was the moment you felt One Piece was definitely going to be a part of your life? What was the switch? Oh, the Sanji episode. <laughs> the first, the Baratier episodes, for sure. When, when he first showed up. So I, yes. I feel like that's interesting because you, you kind of mentioned this earlier. I mentioned Zoro, yes. You Zorro. gave like a lot of time for the for the series, probably, clearly more yeah. time than other traditional shonens, but you don't feel like the switch happened until the Sanji arc. Well, Sanji's arc only happened in episode 20. That's relatively wow. a short time. Do, do, you, do you feel like you gave 20 episodes to all the other shonens? I I mean, if you look at the scale of the episodes, essentially three episodes or four episodes in Naruto is not even like an episode in terms of One Piece length. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the I length mean, of yeah. One Piece is, is just catastrophic. But Zoro is what got me interested because he subverted my expectations. So Zoro existing is what made me keep watching. But what made me realize, wow, this is really something else, was the Baratier episode because... Uh, the Baratier episodes, because you go from, of course, Sanji being just a crazy bitch to full body, which crazy is really funny, but to yeah. him helping Jin, feeding Jin, and then, or Gin, sorry, and then you see Luffy, he'd never seen Sanji before, never seen Sanji even fight before, but he says, I found my cook, just because he's seen Sanji feed someone who is warrant, uh, labeled a nasty criminal. And then you watch Gin, because what I think people don't remember about Gin is he wasn't just a criminal. He was known to be heartless, to kill anyone on demand. He was a monster. But because of Sanji, he cries and he says, anyone, I can kill anyone, Don Krieg, but please, I just can't kill him. That stuck with me and that still sticks with me because that's just such an amazing showing of kindness in such a different way because Sanji is not a pushover. He doesn't get used for his kindness. He stays proud for what he help, how he helps people, but he'll still mm-hmm. kick their ass if he has to. Right, you know like what I mean? After you're fed, I'm going to literally beat the snot exactly. out of you. Literally kill you. Says, <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm not going to fight someone on an empty stomach. But I will still fight you once you have a full stomach. That is such a different perception and portrayal 
of kindness and that just really stuck to me. So Zora was the immediate interest, but Sanji's arc was the, wow, this is something else. And then of course, Nami just totally solidified it. And I was like, wow, this is definitely something special. So yeah. All right. Fair enough. And then finally, last but not least, what are your thoughts on Sanji's Zoe orange coat outfit? I love it. It's camp. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's Perfect. so camp. People just hate it because they don't understand dramatics. They don't understand flair. They, they don't understand fashion risks. You got to take some fashion risks in life. And Sanji did it. It showed up in Zoe exactly. and he was like, and I'm going to take a risk. He served. I, I he didn't realize served. that this outfit was such had such like a, a, a schism in the community. Uh, I might have to re- remind myself. It's highly this, controversial, this... Brendan. You, you, it you, is. You, you better look it up. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 leather, the leather yellow pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yellow. The oh, orange great. leather coat, the polka dot shirt. Are you kidding me? The this sunglasses, the, t- the tinted glasses. He's doing so much, and I really appreciate it. Like He's, he's doing standing it all. out. I think that he looks slays. great. I don't understand what's wrong. It's awesome. But yeah, I love I'm it. Gonna, this I'm picture, this I don't image. like this picture. It's fueling the oh, flat, the flat ass Sanji agenda, and I don't like it. <laughs> he does have a flat ass. He, he does has, not. He, he does has, not. He has an absurdly flat ass. For the, for the amount of leg exercises that he never skips, he has an absurdly thin ass, he guaranteed. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at this picture because I obviously I, I don't remember this outfit uh, particularly well. This is a look. I mean, I would never wear this. I, I could never pull off these colors, but it's working for him. If I saw someone wearing this in public, I'd be like, wow. I'm jealous mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they're wearing that and I can't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> like, exactly. what the hell? <laughs> I would never be able to pull off that drip. Literally, let me tell I'd you. be so jealous. I'd be like, what the hell? They look so good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> we've done it. We, we've gotten to the end of the question portion of our, of our time here. Uh, before Thank we you close again, out, do you uh, want to ask us anything or mention anything to us, Mel? Um. Well, I know everyone's you don't have favorite to. straw that's hat. Just, that's just like All opening right. the floor. What is everyone's favorite non-straw hat? Mm-hmm. Law uh, Bonclay by a mile. Law Bonclay. Oh, did we lose? Oh, no, Luke's still here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, um, you can't pick Sanji. I, yeah, non I know, hat. I know. You wouldn't right, but say she's that. still gonna say Sanji. She's just gonna be like Sanji. Can I just pick Sanji anyway? I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry, actually ahead. have to see Kaku. Nice. I know this oh, sounds right. Really? That's right. No, I enjoy him so much. I enjoy him so much. I love. I found artists on Twitter who are also obsessed with him. They're in I, love with him. In love and oh yeah, we have the sticker to the square. It is ninety yeah. percent of it is because he's a giraffe, and I'm obsessed with giraffes in yeah. One Piece. Nice. I'm literally locating all the giraffes right now. I'm having this like I'm looking Dude. through to find all of them, and there's a surprising amount of giraffes in One Piece. Yeah. Nearly every <laughs> every day, I say or think. When he said, I like giraffes, I love yes. giraffes, I love I that love line. giraffes. He says, I like giraffes, I love giraffes. And then Jabra, whatever his name is, says, okay, what? <laughs> He's so funny. I think I love Oda has a, has a giraffe agenda. And, He's and got Kaku's an animal agenda. Self-insert, he um, does have an animal agenda. I've, I've yes. said this so many times, but I'm convinced someone in an SBS corner asked Oda, Oda, do you like animals a lot? And Oda said, no, I think I like animals a regular amount. I think he... Th- thinks that and i think he likes animals so much that he thinks oh this is how everyone feels about animals yeah They're everywhere and i'm like oda respectfully i, I think have a normal you, appreciation yeah for animals. i think you like animals so much that you don't understand this is not normal not no. everyone likes animals to the extent not everyone, you like animals. not everyone has that life-size giraffe 
in their fucking house. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, the giraffe agenda has never been stronger. I This makes me want to write an SBS to him food. and ask if he's ever watched Heaven Design Team, which is an anime about, like, angels making animals for God. I gotta know what his opinions on, on that are. Surely he's, <laughs> like, the biggest fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, is there anything else? Um, you don't have to say anything. It's okay for... No. Oh, actually, while I'm here as well, because I, I love asking these questions, uh, favorite arc for everyone... Okay, I'll Ooh, go first. Yeah. Uh, Wano, <clears throat> I think it's Wano. I think it's probably recency bias talking because I'm mm. definitely somewhere between Jess Rosa and uh, Wano. For me, Wano mm. is just, it's two things. One, it's really pretty. I love the art style of Wano. Mm-hmm. Everything is so bright mm. and vibrant and there's so much color. It is yeah. so beautiful to look at. And I guess like besides like Zoro fighting King, King Wow, beautiful man. I I wish I could be that hot. Um, Zoro gets his moments. I love Zoro. Um, lots of cool characters. The other thing that I did not expect to love as much as I do is the Odin flashback with Roger and Whitebeard and stuff like that. Yeah, watching for sure. Oh my god, yes. Watching Gold Roger be an actual character for the first time is the I most know. fun oh. I've ever had with the show. It is fun. Roger and Rayleigh are two of my favorite characters ever since then. I've always loved Rayleigh, but Roger, goddamn, I'm obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like Roger mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at you want to go? Um, I think actually, can I take two? Uh, can I pick Water Seven and Long Wing Longland as like one thing? Because mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> well, okay, well, I think Long Wing Longland is like my. That's how I got into One Piece. Like I saw a panel of that arc, and I thought it was so funny, and I just wanted to <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, it's what fun this, as fuck. By the way, fuck this. Fuck was. all the haters. No, you're um, right. It's fun. That's a good. So, arc. but I think the beginning, not any lobby. I love that too. But like, I am really, uh, I really love the beginning of Water Seven with like Frankie and like the whole. I remember being so. Capt- captured by like the whole mm. like fake identity thing and his relationship yeah. to Iceberg and also the Mary uh the Mary stuff and yeah god like Zoro even Zoro like my, one of my favorite Zoro scenes is like when he's talking to the Mary uh like that's like my favorite Zoro yeah. scene ever uh, he's that like, reminds me actually when I was first watching it and he broke the mask by accident because he was pulling on it too hard yeah I didn't realize this was the end of the Mary so I started laughing. <laughs> Because <laughs> I not thought he was just being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not laughing now, but I thought Zoro was just like being stupid. But yeah, now I was like, oh no, that's not a good thing. Yeah. The beginning of Water 7 is kind of overshadowed almost by Ennis Lobby. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of the same or, you know, they're connected. I view them as one but... single arc. It's all Water 7 to me. If anything, I think Water 7 is I, I say Water 7. Really? Yeah, I say thing. Water 7 for Water 7 and Ennis Lobby. And when I do that, people get angry at me and they say, that's a different arc. And I go, is, is it, it though? though? It's like going yeah. into the it? same so thing. It's <laughs> just like the second half of the same arc. Like, what do you? It's a I new don't know. setting. It's like, saying, it's kind it's like of, when people you know, say Wano and Onigashima are two different arcs, and I'm like, animals. what are you talking about? <laughs> animals. animals. Yeah, no, I, I think they're kind of animals. But uh, is that is that all you had, Lucky? All right, I will say Water Seven. Uh, if or, or I make it no secret that Usopp is my favorite character in this show, mm-hmm. and I vibe extremely hard with the direction that Oda went with his character during that arc and his (gasps) uh, personal like tug of war with what it means to have like self-worth and his place on the crew and seeing himself in the worthlessness of the ship that they were riding out the ocean on all of it just made sense and Mm. it came all together really really well Mm. all culminating into the battle between Luffy and and Usopp which obviously broke my heart back in the day 
mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching it for the first time and everything that happened with Robin. All these like straw hat retri- retrieval arcs tend to have a really like high uh, place in my heart. Weird. Funny yeah, enough. Very good. Yeah. Also, do Whole I, cake is easily my second. Do I water the tree? Yes. If no the one's stolen the opportunity yes. from you, yes. please yeah, water, do. Water right. for these animals. Do it. I did it. I did it. Woo! Oh, I had apples. Oh There's my so god, many. we did There's it. So we, many got, of them. we got another water. Ah, oh, fuck you guys. Fuck you idiots. <laughs> guys, catch the apples. Or were they telling us to water it? <laughs> Every time there's apples, I feel like this gift. You called of them Willem animals Defoe. and they oh waited for us. Yeah. You guys, right. you let uh, Sandri go unwatered for three minutes. What is wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I have I have one last question. I'm very interested about this. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I feel like I know. Oh, well, maybe I know uh, Luki's uh, answer. Maybe. But I don't think I do. What character in One Piece are you carnally attracted to? <gasps> like your number one. Okay. Not what? your favorite, but you are attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a question for everybody? For everyone, I'll go first. No, I mean, for me, it's a uh, it's Roger. Who's next? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, okay. Is it recency bias or I'm just kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Roger is a very beautiful man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an attractive he's a, man. He's he is guy. a man. I'm not even like man attracted per se, but Roger's he's just a man. Fun. I love him. Rayleigh as well. They're like my top two in terms of attraction. Oh, man. I, <laughs> of course, mm, the women, but that's not fair if I put all the women against each other. I, it's not fair if I put all the women against each other. I think I'm going to say King. I, I generally like, I, when I when people talk about like Good white boys and husbandos. More, re- more recency bias. Blah, more blah, recency blah, blah. bias. All, all those conversations, <laughs> I participate very rarely and it's always unjust. King is the most beautiful man in this series possibly in all of anime history tall dark handsome no, has white right. hair no, hold on hold i want to go on, that man. far but you know he's i mean he's a he's a beautiful man he is a beautiful man it might be recency bias but like I can't think i've of never anyone felt that, the way i feel about could, king i can't think of anyone in anime i can think of that i'm like yeah they're more attractive than king right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can think of somebody in this show that's more attractive than king please oh, okay, please that, entertain okay. us you go. the number one queen herself eva baby let's go dude <laughs> i respect Wait, her who? i disrespect him eva eva, eva no she her name is doll oh i thought you meant the <laughs> the person no not the... her that's vice admiral doll <laughs> vice admiral doll is she can she can oh, climb I, I, <laughs> sorry sorry uh iva iva i i know her as eva they always say her name is eva or his no, name is so eva right for that. the appeal oh my god no you're, you're look very at, correct look at all of that there's sex an appeal, appeal. oh there my is. god look at the way he moves dude look at that noodle look at that fro <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> There's there's absolutely nothing wrong. There is no wasted frame in that animated yeah. gif right there. I just True. realized I just realized what I'm attracted to is any man in one piece with eyeliner. And I hope I didn't say something. I hope I didn't, you know, there's no I hope man I didn't with say eyeliner. Something controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't think of all of them, but I know Kinemon. I know uh you know, Sanji sometimes it looks like he wears eyeliner. He doesn't Sanji? But, you know, Sometimes he has this. Oh, there's this one frame. No, 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 guys. There's this one frame in Barté where it looks like he has eyeliner, so he counts. Oh no, there is. I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, I knew. I I knew you would know that. Uh, but who who is it for you then? The number one attracted to your character, Luki? I, I I gotta say Sanji, you know. Oh, um, boo. I got I'm boo. sorry. Imagine being attracted sorry. to so Sanji. Wait, wait, wait. What is this vanilla answer? <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, okay, yeah. second then to Sanji. Um, I don't really know. Um, who else is? Uh, I just often feel attracted to characters, to be honest. The Sanji um, vision is crazy on this one. Uh, 
I think I, maybe I, I think maybe um surely you're attracted to Kaku. He's a he's a pretty man. I mean I like the shape of him. I like you know when I listen <laughs> to Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, I think about he's he's a character of shapes. And I appreciate shapes in my life. He's but, very um, shaped, yeah. He's very shaped. Um, he, he's a very cube gent, yeah. Yeah. I say Ice All King. Right. He's a One Piece character for me now. <laughs> he's the only character that I'm currently obsessed with that I can answer with my heart. Uh, All right. Well, that's enough. good enough for me. I have uh, no more questions. <laughs> You're welcome. I, <laughs> no more thank questions. Thank you for I your line of questions. I've profiled each and every one of you. I, thank, thank you for, you for these this. questions. They were very insightful to hear you, these you answers. Can, you can usually like, uh, uh, like spot like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, oh God, I forgot the word for it. But you can usually like spot a person's personality. It's like star signs. <laughs> who their favorite character in One Piece is, especially who their favorite straw hat is. It's not always the same, but usually if you if they have a favorite character, you can figure them out. And I think that's kind of terrifying. But oh God, I've been pretty like one yeah, yeah. for one with when someone says, oh, my favorite character is Law. And then I'm like... Is it because of this? And they go, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Permission to have a sidebar oh, with you after we close up here. I have I have questions about myself that yeah, maybe you yeah, can answer. If you ever want to come back to our sorry asses, we'll have a panda view where you can read all of our innermost thoughts via our favorite One Piece characters. <laughs> this is great. Oh, fuck. But, uh, all right. I think we did it. We made it. Uh, before before we completely, completely Kevin. close out, uh, solid shout out to our Patreon uh amazing tier producer tier uh twiggo and easy life we love you guys you're still our number one goons uh it used to be more but apparently they don't love us anymore Why so they don't give us that again? kind of scratch we already scolded you for this last time stop it stop antagonizing these people Particularly i just Taco. like to agonize one guy okay it's our best friend he's like our best friend all right i love to agonize him okay <laughs> don't worry about a goon. it oh uh, sorry <laughs> um I don't remember what we do next. Well, more uh, importantly, thank uh, you to Mel. Mel. Uh, thank you for uh, yes. giving us your time. All, all three and a half hours of it and counting. Um, That's okay. I could talk about One Piece for a whole year if you gave me the chance. <laughs> so three hours felt like nothing t- to me. <laughs> also, it was a lot of fun. We love having you. Thank you to Lucky for also being here. We, uh, I mean, you're, you're a cornerstone of our community in here. We, we love you. Appreciate you. Love you for showing up also. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Lucky's number one fan. I was very excited to hear Lucky was gonna join the podcast. We have we have two people that are just fans of each other. <laughs> when two fans collide, I am actually Oda. I just want to reveal this uh, now. Damn. I am Oda. Oh boy, not another one, man. We've had like four Oda reveals this week alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, it's all said and done. All right. Well, thanks uh, again, Mel. Yeah. If you would like, uh, you can p- plug yourself before we plug the end of our stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure for the most part, <laughs> if we have overlap, it's probably already completely there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, gosh, as you all know, I am Melon T with three E. So that's T-E-E-E. And you can find me on YouTube where I make all my One Piece video essays and everything and more than that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Tumblr. You can find me on Blue Sky, Twitch, all under the same name. Uh, so if you want to see my more analytical side on my YouTube, you can go there. Or if you want to see my shit posting side, you can go to Twitter. <laughs> Stuff like that. Great. Beautiful. All right. Perfect. Uh, Justin, Justin, can you thing. please do the thing you're Devin's more professional here, so I do the thing. No. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening to us tonight, this morning, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. We love and appreciate you. If you wish to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter. I'm not calling it X and Instagram. And I guess technically now YouTube uh, at Panda Sightings. You're everywhere right now. We're everywhere, man. 
Yeah, we we did it. We we're we're in the big leagues now. We put all, <laughs> all of our episodes on YouTube now. Woohoo! <laughs> um, you gotta make sure to subscribe. I think I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit that button. Smash that bell. Hell yeah! Um, if you want to send us emails for listener questions or just chat, whatever you want to do, uh, email us at pandasightings at gmail If you wish to financially support us, we have a Patreon. You can find the link in our bio in the description of this episode. Whatever you want to do. Uh, if you wish to financially support us a little less, but get something out of it. We have a merch shop at redbubble.com where you get a bunch of little stickers like Sailor Scout Zorro, which is such a good piece of art. Shout out to our, uh, our artist Panda out there. We love you. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Shout out to Panda. We love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shout out to everybody right. who's supported oh, us enough. over the past, what's going to be four years in a couple of weeks, actually. It's yeah, I can't wait to record that that uh, anniversary cast. I know that one's going to be another long one. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. All right. Well, thanks again, Mel. We appreciate you joining us this evening. Thanks again. Look. Thank you so much. No problem. Oh, also, I forget to plug my YouTube. Um, it's Lord Look. Yeah, you you also plug yourself. <laughs> I I yeah, I make some mm-hmm. AMVs mm-hmm. sometimes. Cinematic masterpieces is what Luke Hi- makes. Highly recommend the highly the one where it's recommend. between Sanji and uh, Luffy, where it's like, uh, how will I ever lo- know to love you or whatever? I that's a great one. That's a good one. I, I think it's to like some. Someone uh, had to make it. That song is is made for these characters. Love I like you from Steven Universe. All of them. Yeah, it's, it's a so much smell. I recommend it's all Luzon your videos. In, incarnate. It's Every Luzon time you shit. upload something new, I go yay yippee, and then I go and watch it. <laughs> Me, us in really? our server. Whenever you post something, I'm like, new Balancey videos out. Go 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 go. <laughs> also, I, uh, I unironically <laughs> watched uh, her sweet escape video enough times to where I finally saw the counter tick up to a thousand one time. I don't know how many times I've actually watched it, but I let that shit rerun over and over again until I saw it had a thousand views. That shit was criminally too low. I know. There was Stefani long. foreshadowed Whole Cake Island all this time. That's all. I'm just saying. It, it fit too perfectly. <laughs> it does. Thank you. Uh, thank you. This was so much fun, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very, very nice, very comfortable. Thank you for that. Uh, that means yeah. the world to us, actually. Right. Thank now, you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to my super mega hyper uh, uh, summer camp. And I'm uh, going to go hey, uh, get Justin, a you said you're... vaccine for chlamydia. I hope we have those. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we have those yet, I don't actually. know if we do, but good luck. <laughs> Shit. Well, at least the koalas are cute. All right, catch you guys later. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>